0: look at that well it's the last time you'll hear it for tonight so far all right you guys ready ready Mm -hmm. all right cool three two one welcome to because we make the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives i'm your host vincent ferrari and joining me as always my good friend and co-host ms brooke DeNeau. hi brooke
1: hi hi everyone listening
0: (laughs) brooke
1: what we finally got to meet we did
0: I am so excited people, somebody, so I messaged, I was talking to one of my friends, um, Saturday night and she's like, Oh, so you, so you're in Boston tonight. I'm like, no, I'm back. Nope. She goes, you're what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was there for a couple of hours, you know, hung out, did the thing and, uh, came so home. She goes, easy. who goes to Brooklyn? Who goes to Boston and comes back that fast? I was like, it's really not that far.
1: <laughs> it's not that far. Or was that a compliment of Boston? Because I do love this area.
0: Oh, I got to say, I got to say that just, I I had no idea what to expect. (laughs) And as I was driving through Waltham... I have to say, I was like, wow, this is really cute. Like there's you, some like you could tell there's some history in that area. Oh, there's there's a, a lot of
1: there's a ton of history in the area. It's pronounced Waltham as well.
0: Oh the, um, sorry. it's okay.
1: None of the towns are pronounced how they're spelled out here. But <laughs> you came on the dreariest day. I
0: really did. It I was, was having so that, miserable. I was
1: having that thought as I was driving into Waltham. I was like, shoot, Vincent's gonna think it's like <laughs> disgustingly depressing up here which sometimes it is but it, it it was it was really dreary on saturday
0: i mean it is kind of i mean look i'm from new york i live in new jersey it is kind of this the new england weather is just that like it's just there are just days where everything just sucks but you know the one good thing about the day was that there was just a lot of color to be had.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. It was a great, it was a great time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. So, um, I went on Saturday morning. I left New York somewhere around quarter after seven and I went all the way out to Waltham, which I will now pronounce correctly. That was beautiful. I'm trying <laughs> to see, um, the wonderful Dalia Raz and her pop-up shop at what's the place is it universal thrift store global Global thrift Thrift. it's it's on on
1: moody street in waltham which is like the downtown
0: and i so i you aren't there yet but i i i I walked in and she had a by the way the whole time this girl was just owning the hell out of (laughs) that shop like wow was she just hustling and people were just everybody was coming out with bags of stuff it was so good to see and I see her over there, and she's got books. And I'm trying to – I'm, like, waiting my turn. I wanted to, like, get a minute with her when she wasn't, you know, when she wasn't surrounded by people, which was pretty difficult. And she, at one point – was busy. The crowd cleared, and I walked over. I said, would you – I said, would you sign a book if I brought it in? Oh, wait. No, I said, would you sign a book that was brought in but not bought? She goes, of course I would. I was like, what about for podcast hosts? And she stopped for a second. She goes oh, –
1: Oh my God, Vincent. Oh my God. I was was actually going to ask that because I was thinking actually at the day of, I was like, does she have any clue?
0: Nope. Like what you look like or anything. It it was so good. I
1: certainly didn't prep her. I didn't tell her that you were coming. I knew you were, but I didn't tell her.
0: And she, she was just, she was just so surprised and it felt good. It felt good to be able to surprise her and just show up and support her. And I bought, Two pieces which are now already on my wall. I'm looking at them as we're recording and I just, I love them so much. Um, I might have to reverse them because they're looking away from each other. I kind of want them looking at each other, but that's a whole other story. But <laughs> oh my God, her stuff is so look, it's impressive when you see it on her Instagram feed. It's so much more impressive in person.
1: It's really, it's really fun. And I also think one of the things, she's so prolific like she just she's not kidding she just draws constantly and yeah
0: yeah she is she's she's wonderful she was as wonderful in person as she was on this on this show if you didn't get to hear the dahlia episode go back a few she's she should still be in your podcatcher of choice if you haven't listened yet but Oh, she's just she's just wonderful, and Vincent's, the energy.
1: Vincent's just a full blown super fan at this point.
0: I really am. Like I have her book and I have her art, and I'm like a total. And I got to meet. I got to meet Dan, yeah. who. Well, we can probably say it because they've already I, said I it, think but so.
1: they just they got engaged the they, day after.
0: They got engaged this. Yeah, yeah today this it morning. was absolutely fantastic so congratulations you guys um looking forward that's a wedding to look forward to but um
1: oh gosh uh,
0: can you imagine how colorful that wedding is gonna be mm-hmm. <laughs> dolly if i want to know i want to know what Dahlia's dress looks like like is she gonna go like blow everyone's mind and go super traditional
1: she's told she's told me a couple things but Ooh. i won't i won't like
0: oh don't spill beans on this one but this spill is beans good on this one this is good. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm dying to know because she does have some traditional leanings, but I also know that she's an artist, and yeah. I, I got to see one of her dresses,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, she's in there.
0: oh, my God, it looks so cool. Like, yeah. everything is just so nice, and I had a really great time. So Yeah, I was
1: going to say, and in, in contrast, the review of Brooke is taller than expected.
0: Well, so, okay, so <laughs> I'm there, and I got there. I was nervous about getting there before brooke yeah and i was like because i don't know anyone i'm just kind of showing up and being like okay here i am entertain me but um brooke showed up and i'm standing outside and the first impression of brooke and i told her this so i could say it on the podcast was jesus christ you're tall holy
1: crap (laughs) that's what what everyone says
0: (laughs) i mean (laughs) Look, I mean, the fact that you're gorgeous, okay, fine, duh, everyone can see that, but I don't think people can appreciate how freaking tall you are. You're one of the tallest women I have ever met in my life.
1: I, I'm, I'm actually 5'9", which to me doesn't sound that tall, but everyone always is how has you, that reaction.
0: You can't possibly be 5'9", because you're at least as tall as I am, and I'm 6'1".
1: I have no idea.
0: You're not five nine. You're taller uh, than that.
1: Maybe I am. I have no you clue. Are. I'm I'm quite tall though, and I just thought, I thought it was tall. so funny because everyone always says it and gets all like embarrassed to say it. Like that was my first impression, but it's the same every time.
0: Oh no, I have I have no shame, so I will absolutely <laughs> say because <laughs> it's not it's not a bad thing to be no, tall. It's just it's I expected you to be like an average height human. No, but I'm not. You're a giant, and I'm it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm pretty but, tall. Yeah,
0: Um, just so you know, the, the, um, intensity of a Brooke hug is exactly what you would expect it to be. Um, it was awesome and it was just so nice to actually get to meet you. I feel like knowing you forever and like actually meeting you face to face and chatting with you and it was just awesome. It was awesome. So
1: yeah, it's super cool.
0: This has been as far as, as far as weeks go, this has been a week of me getting to meet people. Yes. Which is crazy, which because leads us, this is the first podcast ever that I've ever done where I have a guest and a co-host, both of whom I have met personally in person, in the flesh and hugged, which is important, because you have to hug people. That's how you as our guest told us the other day, that's how you find out if someone's a good person, if you hug them and they hug well. <laughs> um, <laughs> our guest this week is the one and only jacob anguiano formerly of native sun wood art but now of maker cuisine what's going on jacob
1: hey jacob hey
0: what's up guys dude you were in my neck like literally my neck it was like five minutes from my house monday morning we had breakfast i got to meet your beautiful fiance. And it was so much fun hanging out with you. I wish I didn't have to work Monday because I would
3: have totally hung out with you guys for like the rest of the day. I know. I wish so too. It was a lot of fun. You know, just go to like a old school Jersey diner and just get mm-hmm. you know, pancakes and breakfast and eggs and bacon. We were just you know shooting shit about everything. We were talking about the wedding and your wedding and ours, and like we were talking mm-hmm. about cars and. You know, celebrity, weather, chefs. celebrity chefs, everything. We literally got to talk about everything. Though the the matter of Brooks' height didn't come up, unfortunately. But uh, well,
2: because
1: Vincent didn't know about it. Didn't know, but
3: like, so Brooke, I hear you're really tall.
1: I'm. I'm, I'm really. I'm 5'9".
3: <laughs> if you say so.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was it was so nice, and you know, so I I had asked I had asked Jacob like last week, and I was like, hey. Um, what are you doing Monday night? You want to come on the podcast? And he goes, "I'm gonna actually be in New Jersey." I'm like, "Wait, what? You're gonna be? <laughs> yeah. wait, you're gonna be here? <laughs> like where?" So he told me where he's gonna be, and I'm like, "Well, okay, that's not too far." So we tried to make plans. I was like, "Wait a minute, why don't we meet? Like, why don't we meet someplace for breakfast? Because breakfast, I can meet as early as you feel like meeting, and I have plenty of time before work." So. We ended up, there's a diner. <laughs> By the way, I read the reviews of this diner afterwards. Yeah. Um, oh, no. The Okay. The word of mouth on this diner is pretty good, but the reviews are
3: awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> awful, awful. Oh,
1: I was going to say, this could go one of two ways. It uh, went
3: both ways, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, it seemed like one of those places you either loved or you hated. Yeah. So I did, can,
1: did you love it or did you hate it?
3: I, I would say. I thoroughly enjoyed well, myself. Well, but. Go yeah, you're, go ahead. you're
1: you're the guest jacob so your your yeah. review is the one that, I mean, that counts
3: i say the bacon the bacon was good the eggs were good uh the hash and potatoes everything was good the pancakes themselves were really good i can kind of tell they use canned apples for the apple pancakes oh, but 100%. at that point uh, at that point with um as much coffee as i needed at that point in like attention and affection i really didn't care <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, a diner, okay. it's a diner in jersey it's a
3: diner in jersey i yeah. was not um, i'm not expecting like fresh picked apples that's like peeled and then like halfway chewed by like the prince of wales or some something like that like i'm <laughs> I, like i want what i want then i i ordered apple pancakes that's what i got i had coffee and i had my girl oh. and my friend next to me i really didn't care about anything else
0: oh that
1: sounds like the most wholesome morning ever it was it really
0: was. It was really fun it was really fun we so there are places. So this area, this area that I live in is a very, very rich area. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of money in this area. Um, Not in my pocket, but in this area. And (laughs) um, there are a lot of like very boutiquey little, like small restaurants that are like, you know, breakfast is like $160 for two people. Like there are a lot of places like that. And, Mm Then there's the opposite end, which is like the the working guy's breakfast. And that's what this place is. And like I said, the reviews are awful. But the place was I thought it was pretty good. I, I like I said, I've heard about it. It's there. It's usually relatively busy, like on weekends. And so I'm like, how bad could it be? And I actually really enjoyed it. And I got to hang out with some cool people. It was fun. Exactly. It was totally fun.
3: It served the purpose it was meant to. <laughs>
0: So, Jacob, you used to be um, Native Sunwood Art. I did. And uh, you're rebranded, which is kind of bold. So since you have such an interesting recent history, why don't you take us back and give us a little bit of background on who you are? Um, I'm sure most of the people that, well, a good chunk of the people that listen to this podcast already know who you are. But for those that don't, give us a little bit of a backstory on who you are and how you got to where you are today.
3: All right, not a problem. Yeah, for those that aren't part of the uh, the Mozzie group here, where <laughs> so really it started not actually long before uh, the pandemic hit, and I joined the makers on Zoom having coffee group, and that's where you know we got introduced. You know, I think we mm-hmm. met like right before that with you know on Instagram, and Morley was setting up the the weekly uh, Zoom meetings. And, you know, we started getting together. I was starting to really buckle down on doing more social media stuff. And to backtrack from that, what how I really started getting into that is so I'm a full time chef. I'm originally from South Florida when I'm originally from a town called Boynton Beach. Uh, no one really knows where that is. I've actually in recent years, recent days and months been meeting more people that I actually know, which is shocking to me. Um, but I moved from like the Fort Lauderdale area and I was working at a country club and I'll be completely and 100 honest with you I started doing woodworking and getting into YouTube and stuff like that because I was utterly hated my job I was really <laughs> pissed off wow oh yeah I like I was just angry and frustrated and like I need to do something that's not this so that mm-hmm. I can like feel somewhat in control and like because in the restaurant and the hospitality industry, it's really hard. Like, you, it's like, has these illusions of creativity and, you know, being able to create these dishes and do this and that. But it's really, you're really limited by what a lot of other people have to say, you know, about like mm-hmm. the guests, what they're dictating, what they want, or like what your boss, your chef, your general manager, your owner wants to do. Cause at the end of the day, that's what they want to do and you're not them you kind of got to do it because that's part of your job and Mm -hmm. you can your hands can get like create creatively tied if that makes sense and um it can just get really frustrating at times and i was just you know working a ton of hours and getting really burnt out and i'm like and i'd been thinking to myself like i've been wanting to try woodworking and do other skills and youtube you know i'd fiddle with the idea before with a, a former friend of mine and and I was like, you know, screw it. I'm I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm sick about talking about it and thinking about doing it. I'm just gonna do it. I need to just do it. And so I started mm-hmm. it. I put out my first crappy video and project, <laughs> and just kind of grew from there. Like, and I had my expectation is like I knew the first one was going to suck. I believe everybody starts yep. at suck, and but yep. I knew I needed to put that first one out. Because if I didn't, I would not be able to grow and go forward from there.
1: Yeah. Do you, I, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, but I always, make a, I always make a joke that when when Michael, my husband, and I started our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. we, we posted our first video at – it was probably like 1 in the morning, randomly on a Wednesday night. Because I was like, no, once you post the first one, mm-hmm. it's so awkward to post the first one. But what's more awkward than having a YouTube channel and embarrassing, it's like having a YouTube channel that only has one Awful video on it because now you just have to keep going.
3: <laughs> you gotta get a few. gotta exactly. have like a bit of a portfolio going on. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have. Yeah, something like all the people that want to criticize, like, oh, you only have so many subscribers. Like, really, how many do you have? Well, I don't do that. Like, well, then you ain't got nothing to talk to me about.
1: Exactly, it's true. It that's a really. So good I
3: point. wouldn't do that. Really, exactly. What did you do in your videos? I don't do that. Uh, thank you for the, in the imaginary world where you would do things. exactly (laughs) but so i started doing that i started doing more projects i was doing all this in an apartment on like the little tiny outside patio space and i kept doing a little bit more and challenging myself more like i think within like this the first project actually i i decided to very boldly do some kind of some woodworking a little bit of woodworking and resin so i completely jumped off that cliff and said like screw it i'm gonna jump in feet first and let me tell you, that's a learning curve. If you haven't tried that, and Vincent, I know you have. <laughs> yep. and, and Brooke, I've seen uh, your yeah. videos when you've been doing uh, some resin too. Yeah, old? resin,
1: resin, it's resin. Fun. The first couple attempts is always
0: horrible. Oh yeah, and expensive. Exactly. Why uh-huh. did Why
3: did that plastic cup shrink so much?
0: <laughs> that's my it, favorite. it's, oh. it's bonkers! It's bonkers how even when you even when you know you talk to anyone that does resin on a regular basis, you know. It's not predictable, even after you've done it a lot. Like it's still, you still, you know, clench a little bit every time you pour something because you never really know how resin's gonna. Resin's gonna do what resin's gonna exactly. do. You
3: just got to hope it wants to do what you want it to yep. do. You basically you pour it and like with the best of intentions, you're like, well, it's in God's hands now. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing that, and you know, challenging myself doing more projects, and. Doing more videos, and just I was just like head first into like all sorts of videos. And like, how do I do more? And like, Vincent, as you know, like I don't shoot with like a regular camera or DSL, I shoot with all with my phone. (laughs) And like, only in the past couple of videos, like with the guacamole video that I just put out, is where I actually brought in a camera guy, a neighbor of mine, actually in the building that I live has all that set up and stuff and he does that. So like he wants the exposure, and he wants to practice. And I need the hand and the, I need the extra extra support. So I'm like, hey, let's let's do it. Let's hook it up. So I was doing all with my phone and I love the challenge of, you know, pushing my phone to that extreme and what I could do. So I'm starting to buy like, you know, plug in, lavalier mic, you know, a phone stand and uh, all these things. And starting to hit my stride and you know get back into like you know, working and all that. I'm still working at this point. I'm still kind of mad, but like I now I have a creative outlet and I'm starting to go into the right direction. Because I was at that mm-hmm. point, I was like 10 years into the business and I was really just kind of over everything and the environment. And then the pandemic hit and yep, the restaurant industry went bye bye for a long time. And so I was just kind of like clueless what to do about that. Everyone was just kind of waiting, like, had no idea what to do, but there was this other side of me and what I was doing that had a lot to do and that was uniquely equipped to handle such situation uh, physically and mentally. like because I was a maker at that point. I am a maker. and like I had a bunch of projects that I wanted to do. I could do more videos and get more done with that. And like like a lot of other people, I saw a spike in video views and everything like that. I'm like, all right, I need to capitalize on this. And then I mm-hmm. decided to um, move to Louisiana. <laughs> so Keeping it, keeping it nice you and just, simple. Nice and simple, you yeah. just de- so, so
1: you just decided to, or was there...
3: <laughs> there was another factor involved, um, i.e. my fiance. So okay, who, gotcha. who was my girlfriend at that time? And we had just, we'd been living together for a while, uh, like five years at that point. And we were just both over Florida. I've been there all my life. And she's from Connecticut and moved down there that now seven years ago or well, five years at that point and hated it since jump. And so I was like, she's like, I want to get out of here. I'm like, okay, cool. And she was a travel nurse and on assignment in new Orleans at that point. And she'd been there several times. I've never been before. And she told me, she's like, I really like it here. I, it feels like home. I love the vibe. I think we can do well here. I'm like good enough for me. So, <laughs> Throughout, New Orleans, wow. it is. Yeah, New Orleans, it is. Throughout what I could, sold some things, packed up the rest of it, and we went to New Orleans. Actually, ended up in Metairie first, and then to New Orleans. But again, like this time, it was a second story apartment, so now I don't even have my patio to work. <laughs> and I like, was getting like stir crazy, man. I'm like, I need yeah. to do something. I need to do something. I was all, like trying to figure out like small projects to do to get my creative, my maker juices flowing again. And I was still maker, uh, native son, wood art at that point, and. Uh, I was looking up different options and stuff like that, and lo- I was looking at storage units. And then I happened to find this uh, makerspace that was just opening up. And I went toward the place and got to meet the owners. So like they tell me, like, "Here's the vision, here's the idea." I'm like, "Sign me up!" And I became the first member at that makerspace. And i was like, oh, nice. all right, "Here's all this space now. I've got access to a table saw, a chop saw, planer." Uh, all these things that i didn't and, and beyond that space i've got room to actually make stuff so mm-hmm. it, that was really cool and but the flip side to that personally still in work i was just really frustrated still like as you know from one job to the next job like it just really didn't things weren't lining up like i wanted to get back in touch with that part of myself that loved cooking i love cooking i love what i do but like just Certain people and their management styles and owners were not meshing with me. Like certain environments don't fit certain people. Like Mm -hmm. I believe you got to find the right place for you. Yeah, and there's
1: also the... How much of a customer service element is there?
3: Yeah, I mean... And how
1: did that impact you too?
3: I mean, there's always a customer service element of like catering to the guests. But it's not so much of like that I don't want to cater to the guests. It's like how the extreme of... I guess to the, to the like my bosses and their ownership and like how really I don't respect managers and owners and bosses that don't work, but mm-hmm. like want to sit there and criticize you for how much you're not working when you're still doing everything that you're doing, but they're always mm-hmm. saying that it's not enough. So that's the issue that I had.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get it. We have family members that work in in restaurants and stuff, and it's a really physical job. It's very... It's it's exhausting and... Yeah, so. yeah.
3: It can be. It's very. It's very demanding. It's hard. Like it's long hours. It's hard work. It's physical. you're on your feet. You're on your feet. You got to take care of your feet in this industry. Or man, mm-hmm. t- and, like you will have problems. I have problems. Trust me. I'm so horrible <laughs> at taking care of my feet. Um, <laughs> but like I got, I was still at that point. I was like at a breaking point with that, and I happened to call a friend of mine who you might know. He happens to run a podcast, and I called Vincent. And I was like, man, I am like on the rails here. I am so frustrated. I need to do something. I need to f- find a method, like some kind of path that leads me out of this. Like I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And <clears throat> we sat down. We talked for like, what was it? Like a good hour and
0: a half. I Yeah, it was pretty close. It was pretty close to two hours. What's really funny is I was in the, I was in the middle of a project. I had the table saw running, had the circle saw running, had all this stuff going. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of done with all the big messy stuff while we're talking, I'm going to clean. And my shop, when we were done with that phone call was the cleanest it has ever, ever been. So the, while we're talking, <laughs> I like to clean while I'm on the phone, having a long chat. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a good time to organize and whatever. For sure. And we're having this conversation. And I remember thinking when I was done, I was like, wow, I need to have long phone calls like that more often because <laughs> my shop is immaculate
3: right now. I'll, I'll make but, sure to schedule in regular breakdowns for you there, there Vincent. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I help.
1: depending on it. So yes.
3: So everyone, so like, if you were having a mental breakdown or an issue in your life, call Vincent Ferrari. Call me at, so I can clean.
1: <laughs> he needs you you can you can you can channel it into something positive. Oh man,
3: we need to make that a poster. Vincent needs you. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a
0: really we had a really good chat and, you know, I mean, you came you kind of we kind of fused multiple ideas Yeah. into this really cool idea and I was by the time we were done with that conversation, I really felt like at some point we were going to see the new and improved like exploding out of the box, Jacob. <laughs> and things kind of sat for a little bit you you were you were in the midst of doing a lot of stuff you were adapting you ended up the job you had at the time we had that conversation mm-hmm. you ended up finding a better job at a different place so that was good yep and you ended up finally i i what, two weeks ago mm-hmm. you finally like really did the rebrand like you did did the rebrand even though your your banner on youtube still is the old one just so you know
3: oh the banner i thought Um, i updated it all right thanks for letting me
0: um but yeah you did so out of the box he comes up and so the video is how i make my ultimate guacamole recipe and i'm like okay all right let's 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 see what this looks like and it's the best video you've ever shot And I'm like, damn it. He was just like, your videos were good before. And I remember one of the things we talked about when I first met you, um, you know, we watched, I watched your early videos, obviously, and I watched you evolve. And I remember at one point on the zoom chat, I remember saying to you, I said, I don't know what you did, but it's like you went to film school over the last week because all of a sudden your videos have just gotten really tight, well edited. They look great. And I thought like, okay, this is like Jacob has peaked. His videos are good. Everything's going to be fine. You come out with this guacamole video (laughs) and I'm like, all right, how good could this possibly be? I'll watch it because it's you. I don't really care what it's about. I watch some people. I'll just watch whatever they put out and I watch this video. I'm like, holy crap. Like you, you were, oh my God, dude. I, I don't want to gush too much because I don't want to. I'm not trying to kiss your ass, but you were I mean, you were I mean, enga- feel free to. Fair enough, I'll <laughs> kiss your ass. Out. You were engaging. It looked amazing. You were you were animated, not overly animated. You weren't like a cliche. You were just you were there sharing a passion for something you love to make, something you were good at making, showing off skills, and I was like oh my god like i you know not for nothing i know you're gonna i know the the long-term plan for maker cuisine and i understand it Mm -hmm. but holy crap if you just did cooking videos like this for the rest of your channel yeah it's gonna probably some of the woodworking people are gonna get upset and you might they might bail on you Mm -hmm. but you're gonna pick up a lot of cooking people because you do you did a really bang up job on the first video on your channel. Thank like, you. Like, really bang up. Thank you very
3: much. I appreciate that. And yeah, let and, me tell you, having, like, that extra person in hand there and, like, camera mm-hmm. to talk to is a game, chamber, game changer, the, if I could find words.
0: The movement of the camera around what you were cooking, mm-hmm. it just, it was much more dynamic than, you know, because I know, you know, you film alone, I film alone too, so, you know, the camera's a lot of static shots unless I'm doing handheld stuff or I'm pointing it at myself or whatever. Exactly. But... You having a camera guy made a huge difference. And, you know, I got to say, what also made a big difference, and people underestimate this, but it's the staging and the set. Like, you had this gorgeous cutting board that, like, it's just stunning, beautiful, (laughs) incredible craftsmanship sitting there. And you kept showing it over and over again. And I'm sure a lot of people are wondering where you got that beautiful, amazing, tremendous cutting board from. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I'm I'm kidding, of course. But, but I mean, he's not was, he's
1: not kidding. He's not, Who are he's, we kidding? He's
3: not kidding at all. I mean, it's funny enough. <laughs> I happened to, uh, I, I did a trade for that one. I traded like uh, dollars for that cutting board. <laughs> no, I I, I I got I got the cutting board from you, Vincent. Obviously. Oh, oh. It, was, it was the Nola cutting board, the Marty Gras.
0: Board. Yeah, it was one of the first resin. In, in um like, inset cutting boards that I ever did, it was like the second one I ever did. Yeah. So you have a piece of my maker history. It was the first one that came out exactly the way I
3: wanted it to. I will say that much. And, and you, <laughs> know, that's
1: a big milestone. And, and you
3: know, yeah, it really. Yeah, is. speaking of it, it's a big cutting board too, and that's what I wanted. You know, and like I remember, yeah. and I apologize. So much that I that I gave you those dimensions because it seemed like it was such a pain in the ass for you. It was <laughs> you a huge finally pain had to go to Al <laughs> and have have um Hannibal cut L- it down and like like damn.
0: Listen, I'll tell I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. I love Al to death. Al knows I love him to death. He's one of my closest friends. I by some miracle, you know, you find people in your life and you don't know how they get into your life. just you're just lucky to have them and al is one of those people for me like out of nowhere i have this really close friend who's just incredibly generous with his time and his energy Mm -hmm. and he always tells me hey when you have something your tools can't handle just bring it up here and we'll deal with it and i I called him i was like listen i need your help on this i can't do anything with this board and i don't have enough material to remake it if i screw it up he goes bring it up we'll figure it out and he brought it up and we that board came back flat <laughs> it, it, it did
3: indeed and i am yeah. very yeah. thankful for
0: it yeah so i think that's i think that's the thing with this you know i the the maker community i almost feel like is becoming a bit of a cliche i don't want to get too far into my thoughts on that because it'll piss some people off mm-hmm. but <laughs> i i do feel like i do feel like when you start meeting people and making actual friendships mm-hmm. It really does change what you see the community as, you know, I don't see the maker community. I see my friends.
3: Oh, hell yeah. 100%. You know, and,
0: and yeah. that's the, that's kind of where it's gotten for me. Like there are people who I consider in my community and in my orbit and whatever. And then there are people who I consider my friends mm-hmm. and uh, there are people who I will tell things to. And there are people who I have lines with what I'll tell and you know
3: Agreed. Yeah.
0: I luckily I consider both of you friends, so there's there, you guys know more about me than a lot of people know, believe me. <laughs> and it's just it's it's so cool, you know, like you know, you had that you have the cutting board, we had that two hour conversation that helped you flesh out the idea for make a mm-hmm. cuisine. I was in a struggle spot and Al helped
3: me out, you know.
2: Yeah.
3: And that yeah, it's, that's the thing. Like we're here to I think it's about That's- that. It's about helping each other, like to really lift important. each other up. Yep. Yeah, and, exactly. And help raising each other up, promote, supporting each other. We're here to support each other. We're not here to yeah. put anybody down, be negative. It really is about like what, like really is that I believe is like the best of people. Like we're
1: just yeah. Yeah. And circling back to that, the conversation about how difficult it is to post on the internet Mm -hmm. and stuff too, particularly like having people that, you know, are going to be supportive.
0: Yeah. Is a game
1: changer. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, there was a point, there was a point in November, there was a point in November and you know, everybody knows at this point what's been going on in my life. So we're not, I'm not telling anybody any new news here. If you don't know what I've gone through in the last couple of months, i i go back I and guess listen to the not... few episodes
3: <laughs> yeah really
0: <laughs> but there was one point there was one point where i was chatting with brooke and she's like D- do you want to call me and we can talk about this i'm like you know i do actually like i could really just use an ear for a little while yeah. and i think we had like a 90 minute chat that day and i when i when i when i hung up the phone i was like damn it i'm lucky to have people like her in my life and I think that, that when you have those feelings about people and when you have those like, you know, not just, oh wow, that it's fun that I have all these, you know, this this posse, you know, I can I can rally up a squad when I need to. But <laughs> when you actually have a deep friendship where you're appreciative of the people you have around you, I think that is really when you have, you know, that's when you're really starting to feel what the community is worth.
1: Yeah. And mutually, mutually wanting people to succeed genuinely. And and success means different things to different people, but wanting people to get to the place where they're excited. Or like Jacob, you were talking about struggling with getting a connection with like your creative side and things like that. Like just wanting people to be excited to make things, wanting people to be excited to, you know, do whatever the next step is for them
3: yeah absolutely and it, like not everyone's path is the same and, and it's like for me like like right now like I needed Vincent in that moment you were, he was immensely helpful or like when I got displaced from um, Hurricane Ida Dean yeah. and Nick helped me out so much like they were very gracious invited me into their homes and I needed it. I I loved having that, you know, those friendships and that support to lean on. And the place that I'm at now, I'm in a much better spot, you know, because life is life is a wave. Life is a roller coaster. You'll have highs. You'll mm-hmm. have lows. Ups and downs. I'm in a spot now where I work that everybody works like from the owner on down. Everyone busts their ass every mm-hmm. single day to make that place a success, and it is gratifying to know that i'm not the only one that is as dedicated as as i am to what i do and i've been yeah. able to get you know connected with that passion and love of cooking that i that i that i cultivated you know
1: yeah what kind of food do you cook every day
3: uh right now it's all traditional creole cuisine which cool. is something that i've wanted to learn for like ever since i got to new orleans like something i've haven't really known and like when I got here a couple of years ago, it was like, oh, something like tiny tidbits here and there, not even like maybe like one or two things, but I never really got to experience what like real Cajun Creole cuisine was about. And like the one place was like new stuff, maybe like they had gumbo, but we were doing like fried. Parmesan chicken with spaghetti and red sauce, all that, you know, like this nouveau <laughs> stuff. Very I'm, Cajun. Yeah, very Cajun, like <laughs> fish with like, you know, miso broth and sesame noodles. And like, again, I love Asian flavors. Wonderful. <laughs> not Cajun, not Creole. But now I'm yep. doing like chicken clemenceau. I'm doing gumbo. I'm doing etouffee. I'm doing crawfish remoulade. Um, do, we're jambalaya. doing, we're doing. No, not jambalaya, uh, but oh, soon, well, maybe we have that. We have a, uh, cu- I love it. We have uh, a <laughs> cubillon, we have cubillon sauce. We have uh, we're frying whole redfish with uh, mounier and uh, almondine sauce, and like smothered green beans. You know, You're we're making do, me hungry. We're doing mock yeah, We're I doing just... all the. We're doing all these really great flavors and all these like nice yeah. deep stewed flavors. We're doing uh, white bean cassoulet, which is delicious. <laughs>
0: Dude, I love I love when you when you get talking about food. You could almost feel how much you light up when you talk about food. You get I get you, amped. Get, you like wood. I've known you a long enough time to know you like woodwork.
3: Mm-hmm. But dude, you love food. I love what I do, man.
0: You, lo- I. It's so it's so nice to see like that. You're not just doing a job to make a paycheck. You're doing something you truly love and the fact that you've changed jobs but not changed career paths mm-hmm. it's like that says a lot about how much you love what you do because usually people fall into the i need to make the paycheck trap and that's it but you you didn't do that you you not only
3: stayed but when it got tough you found a new place to go oh, but not in a new industry you stayed oh yeah and i never went backwards and as far as like pay goes like i'm never going to devalue myself ever
2: Good. Good.
1: I don't. Good I, I'm you. not going
3: to take a pay cut for anybody because my skills are wor- have value. My skills are worth what they're yeah. worth.
1: Well, and when you are passionate about something, uh, there is and like feel creative about something. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of overlap between the cooking and making, and in, in that you have to protect that, or it makes you hate what you love. Absolutely. And and part of that is knowing your value and making sure that you're setting your life up to be able to preserve and enhance that creativity and passion as you get going. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, good for you.
3: And thank you very much. And like, like I said, like cooking is a form of making like you like break it down. And, you know, you have to have all your ingredients. You have to have all your materials. You have to have mm-hmm. the steps and processes. And sometimes you do something a certain way, even though you've done it a thousand times before. Sometimes it don't work out. For just that nope. one <laughs> brief second, and like you don't nope. know why, and then you got to fix it. A lot of times, like we had to fix our mistakes too. We had to know, and we but we had to have the knowledge of knowing how to fix our mistakes. Just like uh, I forget who was saying that woodworking is more, most a, a lot of less about like getting it done perfectly, but knowing how to fix your mistakes.
0: Mm-hmm. It's you Bob has said that a, quite a few times, mm-hmm. so I think it might be Bob that you're. It thinking might be of. Bob, yeah. But he has said that a lot, and I actually think that that's probably the best skill you can have for any creative pursuit. It's making your mistakes look intentional or covering them up well enough where they don't look like mistakes. Like it's just those two. Those are two ways to handle, you know, or not caring. I guess that would be the uh, third yeah, you way: could just not Not, not you go,
3: care. Yeah, just, just put it to the <laughs> back. No one put it to the wall. No one's <laughs> But like, um. Or you could be like, you know, I was listening to Dolly's episode where like, but I know it's there. And even like my grandfather was a carpenter and he did mm-hmm. cabinet, cabinet work. He knew it was there. He would take the time to make sure that stuff was right.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: it's like, I believe being as a maker, like 90% of what you do is problem solving. But that's the part mm. that we enjoy the most is there is, here's this problem. And here's maybe not necessarily a known solution. I have kind of an idea but i want we enjoy the the idea of discovery like i've discovered how yeah. to solve this I've, mm-hmm. I've and now i can share this with somebody else and maybe it could help them I've, i think that's. I think that's part of it too, right? Because there's two stages to solving
0: a problem as a maker. The first step is solving the actual problem. And we all get very excited when we solve problems, um, particularly if we didn't have to Google it or YouTube it. Hell yeah. we, you know, If you solve a problem you feel, on your own, you feel like, like a smart. rock star. Yeah, you feel like a rock star in that moment. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is the impulse as soon as you figure something out is who do I, t- who can I
3: tell who about this? Tell. This is so like, cool. Like, and I did this thing. Like every time I like, I make a thing or a project, I want to be at work. I'm like, so, Hey, did you see I made this? <laughs> like, <hey.
1: laughs> so true. I watched,
3: I, like, I watched. Thing I made. Um,
1: <laughs> everyone, I w- everyone, please clap for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I really need this right now.
0: I, I did a, I did a short video on my Instagram. Um, I think I put it on TikTok also just for the hell of it, but I'd watched people struggle with doing jump rings when making jewelry. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, God, this is such an easy thing to do if you know how to do it the right way. Wait, like wait. This-
1: By any chances it opening and closing jump rings?
0: Yes. Because hey.
1: Vincent, do you know this about me? I used to teach jewelry making. For, I did not for, know this. For years.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so nobody everybody I know struggles with jump rings and what I see them do is they grab the part where it meets and they pull it. They them pull apart,
1: it. It's like cringe where
0: uh, I just want to take I was like, well, you could throw that jump ring away, it's now useless. <laughs> but I yeah. show I did a video where I just explained, like grab two jewelers pliers, put them on each side of and the you, split and, and push in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. Put your stuff on pull them back together and you won't distort the ring and it'll work perfectly every time. Nice. Yeah. Come for
3: the guts, Stay think... for the revelations, folks. <laughs> 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 uh, I,
1: I, I, wanna, I think there's so much overlap between food and making. And yeah. so when I was checking out your channel and your content, I'm so excited to see what you do with it because I love the pairing. It makes so much sense. Um, <laughs> Do you have any projects or videos down the road that you want to talk about? Like what you're, Planning on doing?
3: Oh, man. Yeah, I do. I have a lot of them. Like, like I said, that night that I talked with Vincent, we wrote down a bunch of ideas. And since then, I've been writing down a bunch, like as they come to my mind and they Mm -hmm. are almost like never ending. It's almost a pain. (laughs) It's like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I could do this. Oh, that'd be cool. But, like, um, I actually just finished shooting another food video today, actually, uh, where Ooh. I did sweet and spicy beer pickles. And I don't have a problem saying that oh. on here because you're going to find out about it eventually. So okay. it's going to build up hype.
0: <laughs> I
1: love pickles.
3: Oh, man. They're, they're like
1: they're sour things, vinegar. Oh, yeah. yes.
0: That is Beth's jam. And as she's oh. listening to this, I'm sure she's going, those sound Awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Like
3: these ones, they're made with an IPA beer and just very simply IPA vinegar, salt, sugar, um, and then add Ooh. cloves, of garlic, gila mustard seeds, ch- red chili flakes, and black pepper. And it's one of those things like you can adjust these recipes any way you want. You want more salt, you want more sugar, you want more sweet, you want more heat, less heat. And you throw some dill in there. Throw some like you can literally I, I, do whatever I, with these, and it is incredible. I'm,
0: I want to I want to take a little bit of an off ramp because I want to mention something. You just said something that you also focused on in your guacamole recipe, and I'm yeah. wondering if this is intentional or coincidental. Where in the guacamole video you talked about you know make it however you want because I noticed you put cilantro, that evil weed, in your guacamole, and says Vincent. frankly,
1: no, no, frank- no, cilantro is the best food ever. I Stop
0: love it. no, it's I not. Love no, I, love I, will, I, no could, I will.
1: I could just not on cilantro. No,
0: this
3: is a this is a hill I will die on. Cilantro is trash. So Brooke, if you but, want to start a podcast with me, it's cool. I guess so. Yeah. Vincent, Vincent. <laughs> it's oh, all that my, trial it's, didn't last. <laughs> like, Vincent, it's, it's my,
1: it's my fifth episode in, and I'm going to have to
0: ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> the door. All out. right. So you guys sorry. take it over. I'm just going to go. It'd be because we make with Jacob and Brooke. Um, So, but, but I like the way you, you know, you pointed out, you know, one of the things you, you talked about was, you know, adjusting the heat level. Cause personally, I like guacamole to have a little bit of heat, Mm -hmm. but there are people who like it to blow your head off yeah and there are people who like it very smooth like me. And then there's people who basically want to eat their guacamole with a fork. Mm But I, I like the way that you I like the way that you encouraged people to explore and work with what they like. And you know, you said you like yours a little limeier than the average person. I, I love lime.
1: Jacob, same. Uh,
3: air five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. You you too. You too. You too. Yeah,
1: lime I, and you I gotta like, put you gotta put you gotta put the zest from the lime into the guac too.
0: Yes. No, you put that in the coconut. Jesus, no, what is wrong all with you up. people?
3: You do that too, <laughs> exactly.
0: <Yeah. laughs> so, but do you do? You, are you coming up with recipes that are intentionally more open-ended, or do you have some more like specific recipes coming? Like, I'm just wondering if this is going to be the direction you go, where it's like this is the technique and the basics and the framework for making this dish. Make it the way you want, or are you going to? is is it just a coincidence that the first two are like that I
3: mean it's not I wouldn't say it's like consciously like that I just feel like a lot of the cooking that I do that I truly enjoy is very simplistic like that and can be mm-hmm. open ended and or open to customization I should say like they're very like they're base recipes like so that you can mm-hmm. add and subtract yeah. and really a lot of cooking starts with base you know base ingredients or base cooking methods and then you just expand on those and
0: it's like the sauces right was it there's seven sauces the, the seven sacred uh, sauces four
3: mother sauces four mother Tell, sauces that's what, it what I'm are I? get it
2: right <laughs> uh
3: bechamel velouté uh, damn bechamel velouté oh no uh, espanol <laughs> was, and okay. red sauce this this was I a was softball
1: I was going to have to apologize for my question. Uh, <laughs> and,
3: like, and, and and actually, it's it, it's five because a lot consider hollandaise as a mother sauce because you can't turn that into Bernays sauce and a couple other variations that escape me right at the moment. So there's yeah. five, five mother sauces. Wow. I,
1: I think I think backpedaling ever so slightly. I think it's awesome to do a, a cooking channel with some of that open ended cooking because that mm-hmm. is how I cook and that's how I enjoy it. So. Like even Googling recipes and stuff if I'm if I'm cooking in the kitchen, I don't like the cooking content that's available. Uh-huh. Cause it just doesn't resonate, because 'Cause I'm like, I don't know. Cause it's like I don't have a lime, so I'll use a lemon or this or that or the other thing. So I think I think it's awesome to to put stuff out there that's like that. Agreed.
3: Um, I yeah, and like oh, I like I, I like leaving it more basic like that. And leaving like if you or like Vincent, like you know, guacamole restaurant, like I don't like cilantro, then just don't put it
1: but don't put the cilantro <laughs> and it's no, so no, funny you're breaking my heart over here it's it's, it's absolutely like a person specific thing and i have a funny feeling that vincent is like a recipe guy to heart
3: mm-hmm.
1: for some um, reason i mean maybe 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 i'm maybe i'm calling you out and and uh, well i think uh, if, unnecessarily i think if, i think I, if you're I, a maker will... you
3: like to try different things. you maybe like to try like <laughs> it the original way and then yeah. like you say all right now it's gonna be my way. And like everyone everyone has different tastes. And I well, like to Jacob. like I like to acknowledge Jacob.
0: That. You just nailed exactly the way I cook. So <laughs> I have a rule. I have a rule. <laughs> and this is the rule in the kitchen for me. And Beth will confirm this. Anyone wants to check with her, she will confirm this. Okay. When I cook anything in the kitchen, I always have... The the rule is if you're making something from a recipe, you make it exactly like the recipe mm-hmm. the first time.
3: No. Right, try the original yeah. way first.
0: The, right. then. Be, then you know what needs to be adjusted and you make all the changes the next time you make it. I, made, I make braised short ribs in the crock pot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It took me five attempts... To get the recipe to where I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm. But now if you eat them, they are some of the best braised short ribs you will ever taste. And I can say that with authority.
1: I don't even know my recipes for things. I just know it.
0: Well, that's but that's the thing. I followed the recipe initially to see what the what it was like, like what the process yeah, but was. Then,
1: do you then write down what you did and no. liked? Okay. No. Because okay, most we, of the we, time can, after, we can still be friends then, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Most of the time after, like my recipes, like I have a no, uh, in a notebook, I have like when I was trying to learn how to make homemade tomato soup, I had a recipe that I was developing and mm-hmm. I was only writing stuff down just so I know how much I put in so that when I tasted it, I knew what to change for the next time. But in general, in general, if I'm following a recipe that someone else did, I do it to the letter of the law the first time. And I think probably by the third time I have it the way I like it. The second time is that I'm going to get closer to where I want this to be in the second mm-hmm. in the second attempt. But I really want to know what the person who wrote the recipe is trying to make. Yeah, because that's why I like making it the right the the quote right way the first time quote, because I think yeah. yeah, it's like when you get but, food from a restaurant, you never put salt on it before you taste it. I mean, if you do, you're a weirdo. I'm sorry, I will just, not. I will you know, not concede that point. Yeah, I don't yeah. think...
1: Jacob fell off a cliff. Sorry, everyone.
0: Right. We're, uh, we're like, like 47 <laughs> minutes and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. We're talking about we're talking about the passion of not touching the food before you taste it. And Jacob dies. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, man. Yeah. But do you want to so see? like I, I'm like so impassioned about this no recipe thing because one time and Sarah and I joke about this to this day. Like Sarah if something calls for cinnamon sugar, she needs to like look up a recipe for cinnamon sugar. And I'm like, "Sarah." Oh wow. I'm like, "You put it in a bowl and you just mix it." And like she's like, "No, but it needs to be the right ratio. Like what if I do the wrong ratio?" And I'm like, "We just have such opposite brains, my friend."
0: Well, it's I am very much I don't like to touch like I don't like I don't like the idea of salt and pepper on on like salt and pepper shakers on no. like a restaurant table no i want to know i how- almost feel like it's disrespectful to the chef it is, the but season also, your I-, 40-
1: I have a very high tolerance for disgusting tasting things so like mm-hmm. i just don't care that much if the chef makes cruddy food like i want to taste how the chef makes their food
0: exactly you know exactly if, if i have it to- then okay i don't i don't mind if something's not exactly the way i want i want to know what what their vision is it's
1: <laughs> what's your I, vision
0: i think the more i think honestly the more... honestly
1: i'm like picturing like both of us eating at applebee's <laughs> and having this conversation
0: <laughs> i'm not sure what they're trying to convey with this quesadilla like it's just not it's not as it's not as lively as i would have hoped <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the quesadilla is taking us on a journey. I don't know. I, I just, I just don't know where to where yet. <laughs> it's taking us on a journey.
0: Ooh, quesadilla car and everyone's on board.
2: Oh
1: man. Yeah, it's
0: I, I, I do this is... just the setting
1: in Applebee's somewhere in New Jersey.
0: <laughs> i know jacob i know jacob is uh, is very much along those lines too because i remember him mm-hmm. talking him and i talked once about how frustrating it was you know to put a plate of food on the table mm. watch someone just grab the salt shaker oh like reflexively and start I, sprinkling salt on it is
1: this gonna get is this gonna get put live oh yeah
0: yeah i think we i think this we point, will because yeah okay yeah.
1: okay i just i i i, I don't i don't want to sound too too zesty i feel like i feel like whenever people are picky eaters not exclusively but sometimes it's like one of those things that i'm like huh interesting
0: oh i was i I, I have stories brooke i don't want to
1: like judge people because like some people legitimately are really picky eaters and i get that there's a million reasons why
0: i am someone might be
1: so like i don't want to like hate on people you know i
0: am a former picky eater
1: oh come on vincent
0: I'm not even kidding. I was the worst kind of picky eater. Okay, let me just let me just put okay, it to you okay, this way. Okay, okay, okay.
1: What was? No, you go first. You go first.
0: Okay. When 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 Beth and I got married, I I'm going to give you a list of the things I did not eat when we got married. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, and I just want you to hear some of these things because you're going to be horrified. Okay. Okay. Number one, steak. Okay. I did not eat steak. Would not eat steak. Could not eat steak. Sausage. Okay. Hot dogs. <laughs>
1: all the best food okay you ready
0: any vegetables
1: what how are you I... alive
0: exactly did you exactly. take Did you
1: take like vitamins little flintstone gummy or anything
0: <laughs> oh no i this was i was like 25 and not eating vegetables <laughs> this isn't like when i was a kid this is like what this is like 20 years ago <laughs>
1: yeah you yeah, know i got i got that i still i still would recommend a flintstone gummy
0: <laughs> i'm just i'm just
1: concerned
0: um, what else? Uh, oh, my God. There's so many things. There's like um, I still don't really eat fruit. Like I don't care for fruit. I love vegetables. Now I eat vegetables like nobody's I business. I have a
1: question. I have a question. Yes. So why do you th- what do you think the root cause of not liking to try new foods is?
0: Oh, no, I am very much now I will try anything. No, but like, but like
1: in, with some self-reflection, like, is it just like a control thing or is it like an anxiety thing? It
0: was an anxiety. It yeah, was completely cause, an cause anxiety thing.
1: I totally it makes sense to me, but I totally think that it is like so you just don't like enjoying life <laughs> when someone's like, mm, I don't eat that. It's like, yeah, but why, though? Like, what's the what's the worst that could possibly happen? It tastes mm. bad.
0: Like okay, well that's that's the thing, right? I was so so okay. I am like really
1: honestly honestly. I'm not saying like food poisoning isn't horrible, but it's like worst case you throw up. Like well, but realistically, it's not going to happen.
0: So so (laughs) one of my favorite foods now is sushi. Like I love sushi, but loving sushi is like six or seven years for me. Okay, loving sushi is not like twenty years for me.
1: I don't love sushi, but it's like weird. You know, like I love it. Fine. Uh,
0: I love it. And that's that's the crazy thing. Like I have tried things. Beth was always the the less picky of the two of us. Huh. And I have tried things that she goes, I will really? not try. I, that. Like,
1: I will literally eat anything.
0: Oh, God. I've tried rabbit. I I've love tried...
1: food and just trying things. I think also if I'm traveling in particular, it's such a great way to get a feel for a culture. So it's yeah. like, do we eat termites here? Okay. We eat termites here. <laughs>
0: You know, do, do they have a nice crunch? cause if they do, I'll give it a shot. oh, that remember. was
1: disgusting,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now, but like, who cares <laughs> and that's and and that's that's kind of what it is, right? Like, I think as you get older, you start to just. The in the grand scheme of things, yeah, in the grand scheme. Again, of things. And again, I
1: understand like some people can't handle spicy and things like that. I'm not hating. That's a I'm whole different hating. story. There's like there's a bunch of legitimate reasons why people might be picky eaters, but just 100%. in general, I always wonder that when people talk about it because it's like, are you just anxious? Like, can you just not let go?
0: Or or are you just. Yeah, or you just is I didn't you know I never thought of it because you you asked me if it was control or anxiety mm. and I never thought of it as a control thing mm. but now I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about people who like will get like um like mashed potatoes and yeah. they put parsley on top and they'll sit there and they'll pick every little piece of parsley out yeah. and I don't I never thought of that as like control but that is kind of control it's like no I don't want that in my food yeah. And like, whoa, now I'm like, my mind is blown because now I'm processing all this.
1: <laughs> You're You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I, I just, I just, well, you go. You were, you were, I was just gonna like, say,
0: I, as usual, you blow my mind with these, these little, little phrases. I, it's just like,
1: I do, oh. I do think too much about everything. But I, I, I always think that sometimes when people say that they like can't eat certain foods, because I also think of it as like, that's so sad, like you miss out, hmm. you
0: know? I think there's a lot of people that like, okay, so one of the, one of the most, you know, signature experiences of the last five years for me was when I went vegetarian, because when you're vegetarian, you really do have to kind of pay attention to what you're eating and Mm -hmm. be very, be very intentional with what you choose to eat and how it's made and all that stuff. And one of the things that you start doing is you really have to branch out because, if you're just going to eat, you can't just eat mashed potatoes and eggs and call yourself a vegetarian. I mean, you could, but it isn't the greatest idea. You have to yeah. like, you have to try things that there, there's no way in hell you would have tried these things before. Yeah. And What was, so. the,
1: what was like the best thing to try? Like what, what's something that was like that you would Let me make a more clear question when you were trying new foods, what's something that stands out as something that felt really risky to try? And then you tried it and you were like, that is great.
0: I'm going to tell you what surprised me the most. Yeah. Was was how good the the meat substitutes have gotten. Huh. I was not prepared mm-hmm. to actually like them. Yeah. I was prepared to tolerate them. I was prepared to go, this is the compromise I'm making as mm-hmm. a vegetarian that I will have, you know, a beyond burger or I will have chicken or Gardein or any of these things that are meant as like meat substitutes. I thought it was just going to be like, look, this is what you eat now and you'll deal with it. I actually yeah. really ended up liking some of it. A, a perfect example, Chipotle, the sofritas. Okay. Love them. It's my go-to thing to get at Chipotle. Now they're oh. meat. It's meatless, but yeah. it's delicious. It's like my favorite thing. And I, I, I want it, you know, Yeah.
1: do you know, do you know what my little rule is? What's that whenever I go out to eat or if I'm especially if I'm traveling I do love to travel we haven't really traveled much because of COVID but like I really mm-hmm. love travel and I love experiencing different cultures um I mean maybe Chipotle not that that's not cultural or whatever but like <laughs> maybe it maybe it links to that too I guess but whatever the strangest thing on the menu is you have to mm-hmm. order that sure period like that's my rule because it's either horrible or it's probably on the menu because it's really good
0: I think Totally along those lines, we went to. I went to a sushi restaurant with my friend and his wife, and I ordered uni. Mm -hmm. If you've never had uni, is disgusting. Like there's (laughs) no two ways about it. But I tried it. Can't say I've ever tried it,
1: but I would try it. Is my
0: point. Oh, I will never have it again. I am totally done with the idea of ever having it again. However. I'm really glad I had the experience of having it.
1: Right. See, like, there you go. Oh, I,
0: because to me, like, it's a great story. Yes. Like, and I, I'd hate the idea that I would have been such a chicken blank that I wouldn't have actually tried that yeah. because I wouldn't have that story to tell people the funny story of what happened the first time. I did it.
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> it's There's so much to life that like centers around food in a way. Yeah. And That's just like, it's meant to be enjoyed. It's like 100%. it's meant to, it's not meant to be taken so seriously. So, again, linking this back to the conversation of, of like being persnickety and measuring everything perfectly. In my mind, mm-hmm. it's like that's not the point of food Right. and like making in general anything in life. Really, it's like you're supposed to just experience it. And like if the tomatoes look a little juicier today than they were last time you made this tomato soup, like just be like, oh, they're juicy today. Let me try <laughs> this. And that's just part of it.
0: I think I think for me. There's a certain amount of, I want to do this, the quote, technically right way. I have this mental thing where it's not mine until I've done it the right way. See, I told
1: you it was about control.
0: It, 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 it's, it, well, I think when it
1: comes to, I'm just messing
0: with you. I don't think you're wrong though. I think when it comes to recipes, I'm very much that way. Like I will look at a recipe and go, that is not going to work. And Mm. I'm still going to make it that way Yeah, because I want to know, Hey, am I wrong? Does this work?
1: There's no such thing as right and wrong. Well, it just doesn't there are, exist.
0: There are certain things like I am a much better baker than I am at. I'm much better I at baking hate, than I am at cooking. Baking.
1: But see, maybe and, that's the kicker right there. I don't like baking much. And
0: baking is much more exact. Like you can't you, you, screw you around you with baking. You have to be exact with
1: baking. Yeah, it's true.
0: You can't. You can't just go. This is going to work and wing it. You have to kind of. <laughs> well, like, you
1: you can.
0: You oh, you totally can. <laughs>
1: you can <laughs> do whatever you want in life.
0: It's not. doesn't make it a good idea. It just means you could do it.
1: You can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so for those of you that haven't quite figured it out, um, we're not quite sure that Jacob's going to make it back for this episode. Okay. So let's see. So let's do this. We are going to – we'll get into our things of the week. Okay. We'll do the. We'll do our things of the week. There was a question that we didn't answer last week that I figure we can talk about a little bit after we go down the roll call of the people that support the show. Um, If Jacob makes it back, then we will definitely continue on with Jacob. If not, we will schedule another visit with Jacob and have Jacob Jacob, come back. You're
1: welcome back because you're you're lovely to chat with.
0: Um, Unfortunately, Jacob's internet is a real. mm. (laughs) Jacob's
1: Jacob's internet wanted to add a little bit of zest to tonight's food (laughs) podcast
0: and it it sprinkled it sprinkled lemon when all jacob wanted was some lime (laughs) it put cilantro on it and just ruined everything
1: (laughs) no no don't 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 bring the cilantro into this Um, oh i
0: will bring cilantro in every time i'm one of those people i think i have that you know know how they say um cilantro is the one food where there's like a genetic predisposition to not liking it I truly think I have the gene. Oh, I believe I, you,
1: but it does taste like soap. So when people are like, "Oh, it's so soapy tasting," I'm like, "Yeah, that's why it's delicious." <laughs> so at the same time, I'm not sure.
0: The so Brooke sits on the couch at night with like um, a big <laughs> tall glass of water and, and a bar of ivory soap. Going, I really don't see the problem here. I, honestly,
1: <laughs> it tracks, but I think. Uh, do you know? Do you know? We we have like ex- we do vegetable gardening to a fairly. We 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 have a huge vegetable garden. I think I knew that. Yeah, I do think and fruit, I knew that. And veg, like we love food. It's Food is, like food is life. Stuff. Yeah. I
0: didn't realize how important food was until I couldn't eat for a couple of months.
1: So yeah, I mean, not to like talk about health stuff, but I had a little stint of life where I needed to watch the pH of what I ate to an extreme level. Oh, and if you want to know a miserable diet, Wow. Alkaline. That is a miserable
0: diet. I That's incredible. I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah. Like, like, um, low acid, like where like no tomatoes, nothing vinegar, like low acid. So it was like bananas and almonds and like whole wheat bread, which even still though, it's kind of interesting because it stinks for the first little bit. But then as you get going, you do learn to try new things and, and like, yeah,
0: well, when you're when you when you have a limiter, when you have a limiter, anything mm. that takes you beyond the limiter is all yeah. of a sudden very interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like one of my favorite things that I learned to love as like a treat was like whole grain toast with almond butter, honey and banana. Ooh. And it was like, oh, that was like my dessert or like if I just needed a little
3: pizza. That sounds back. good. So, look- Oh my <laughs> gosh, she's back. <laughs>
2: back.
1: Chica! I <laughs> so i told so you you missed some good stuff know, but the, the, the best the, the best stuff is gonna happen now because everyone's back
3: everyone is back
0: yeah so i was
1: so telling where brooke, were we
0: <laughs> i was telling brooke because we were at the point where salt shakers and pepper shakers on the table and i was telling brooke that you and i had a conversation where you talked about how much you absolutely hated that people would just immediately go to the salt and pepper shaker, like as soon as the food hit the table. Yeah, and I just thought that was really funny because everyone knows. I think people know that chefs don't like it, but you really don't. It's like insulting.
3: It. It's insulting.
1: It is insulting. <laughs> I get embar- I get like secondhand embarrassment when I see people do stuff like that.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> for <laughs> them.
0: Before the waiter's even gone, like they're already sprinkling salt. They haven't even put the fork on the Exactly. You haven't
3: even tried it. You haven't even tasted it. You don't know exactly what it tastes like. I mean, like, you're not even giving it a chance. Like, it's basically saying, screw you. I don't trust you to do your job. Like,
0: it would be the equivalent of handing someone a freshly made, like, cabinet or jewelry and, like, box paint and that cabinet. person takes out sandpaper
3: and takes the finish <laughs> no, yeah, off yeah actually it. no i got, I got <laughs> a better example for you i have a better example it's like Vince is like you you giving someone one of your cutting boards and they're gonna say like all right now i'm gonna do a new round over and repot and refinish it up to like 400 grit or something
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this isn't smooth enough this isn't fair sure. like you didn't take this up to a
3: thousand grit. <laughs> what are you doing
2: oh my gosh <laughs>
0: it's 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 fascinating it's fascinating to me how many people i know do that though like there's there's those people then there's the other people who don't cook with any seasoning it's like you can put it on a table like you don't understand that there's a chemical reaction that happens during cooking that you can't replicate at the table Mm -hmm. like i really hate the idea that there are salt and pepper shakers on people's tables like ready to be used all the time like If you're using those, something's wrong with your food. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) something's wrong with your food. Just is salt and pepper shakers. You know where my salt and pepper shakers have been for the last fifteen years? Where they belong in the spice cabinet. Yeah, they they're never out. We don't keep them. We've never kept them out because it just.
3: yeah no and like you don't keep you don't keep them out especially even like with especially with home cooking because like i'm not gonna like season it and taste it and like all right it's how i want it but like let me throw throw out some more salt and pepper just in case i change my mind
0: (laughs) the the worst thing that ever happens is when you go to somebody's house and they make food Mm -hmm. for you and they bring it to the table and they sit down and they taste it and then they go oh this needs salt that's like Oh Wait, my gosh,
1: that's so rude. You, you just like, cooked okay, this. So man, did how do you not, you not, not know it?
0: while you're yeah. cooking it that and- it needs salt? Uh,
1: yeah, I I think like I grew up and in, in my family is Italian, like not mm-hmm. fully, but like that was uh, when I think about growing up, that was sort of it, predominant it, culture. And like, f- food is love. Uh,
3: Italian, and yes. so someone- tell. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, you no, know, it's f- food is love, and and and. If you're gonna like reject what someone made you, even if it tastes like garbage, like, but that's their garbage. exactly
3: like it... oh, that, that they
1: wanted the... you to have. So it's that, like that, thank that's you. That's also a very southern I mean, thing too. Is yeah, that,
3: like you, like food is where you everybody comes together. Food is a happy place. Like you, you don't like step mm-hmm. on somebody's happy place.
0: No, no totally. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I I learned this the hard way. But you don't realize how much food is integrated into your life till it gets taken away in oh, some yeah. way you know and it's really funny how you know just like your friends are like hey you know you want to c- come out we're gonna we're gonna go grab a bite at the diner and then we're gonna go hang out. And I, was like, I can't i can't yeah you know <laughs> and you start you start thinking about stuff like that like all the time and you realize like food everything happens around mm-hmm. food like even the even you go to the movies and the first thing you do before you even go into the theater is you buy yourself yep. popcorn like Yeah, I I don't know anyone that doesn't buy some kind of snack at the movie theater before they go sit down. Like I just I don't know those people. I mean I'm sure there are people like that, but I don't know those people. And it's kind of sad to me that, you know, some people can't do it, and I I appreciate them. I I have have a challenge for
3: people, and I challenge anybody listening, and even Vincent and Brooke YouTube right now. Think of a happy memory, and. If nine times out of 10, it didn't involve food in some way with whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: I promise you the first one that popped into my head was a, dinner. was dinner. Exactly. It was a dinner. And I don't know if it's just because we're talking about food, but it was probably one of the happiest memories I've had in like the last 10 years. And it involved mm-hmm. the dinner. Or
3: even with like with your family, so- like just the happiest time that you've had it with your family. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you nine times out of 10, food is involved in some way.
1: Yeah. Yep, it's also Absolutely. because
0: your olfactory senses are the strongest. Like as far as mm-hmm. recall, you can. Your eyes are the predominant. You know, human beings, your eyes are your predominant sense. It's the first sense that you know is your. It's ninety percent of your perception of things is what mm-hmm. you see. Yeah, but as far as recall, smells are the number one scent. A hundred percent. The number one sense a hundred percent everyone will tell you this scientifically your brain can recall smells Mm -hmm. better than anything else and smells will trigger memories better than any other sense can trigger anything Mm -hmm. else it's kind of cool i believe yeah and i
1: think i think as far as like funny memories go with food and centering around people and stuff um tracks a little bit with like the picky eating conversation like i have this really distinct memory of being in iceland with a bunch of family members and we were at this gas station and one of the staple foods in iceland is like hardened cod
0: mm-hmm. is that Semströming or is that what it's called um, oh no that's I, I
1: can i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but it's like hard fish cur, something okay. like that but it's like <laughs> it's, it's like, like hard
3: letter, letter dot, dot 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 dot
1: yeah and our guide had told us that you get it with butter and he was like get butter like buy it from so we, so we bought some and We ate it, and the joke was, like, the vast majority of us Americans ate it, and we're like, that is disgusting. But actually, some of us liked it. But, like, the amount of laughter, it's like, if it (laughs) tastes... Really weird or different or bad to you? Like, who cares? You're missing the point.
0: 100 percent. You
1: know, it's just—it's just a—it's just such a bonding experience to just like try foods Agreed. together.
0: You could very easily have this experience if you have like an H Mart near you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, I feel bad if you don't have an H Mart near you because it's the greatest the store ever. Because you will literally go in that. St- what the hell is that? an H Mart? Oh my god, H Mart is an Asian like super sized grocery <gasps> store. It's like they're the size. Su- like oh my god, they're amazing. So like. So it's a chain of, <laughs> it's a chain of Asian grocery stores but they're not like small they're like big grocery stores and like there are different sections and some of them it depends on the store you go to some are divided by sections so you'll have like Korean food, Japanese food, Chinese Sweet. food. Some of them are, some of them are divided like they're just regular grocery stores and there is no English to be found in those stores like none.
1: I think that makes it so much better.
0: I, and this is what I'm getting at. If you want to have some fun, mm-hmm. go shopping in one of those stores. And if something looks interesting, just mm-hmm. buy it. Yeah. Don't look at what it is. Don't try to, don't Google translate it. Just buy it. And I have a feeling you're going to be pretty impressed because it, it, even just like Japanese food, Japanese people eat some crazy oh, yeah, stuff. Man. And it's awesome. <laughs> like some of the snacks are just awesome. Some of them are terrible and weird and bizarre, but some of them, Oh my god! Some of it's just like this is incredible, and I don't even know what it is. It's like some weird symbol on the package with a happy face. I'm right. like, okay,
1: well, like, I, I want to be happy. I'll eat I, this
3: exactly. Roll the dice. I feel the, that so, way when I go into like the Spanish uh, supermarkets, like down here or like back in South Florida. You'd see like ones that are like complete. Like there is no English to be found on them. Like you said, all Spanish. Maybe like some uh, English lettering that you can. Um, you know, kind of figure out, but it's like this is weird. You know, like the tam- oh man, I love tamarind candies. Like my dad brought me some Mexican tamarind candies, <laughs> yes. the, the spicy chili ones <laughs> that so good, and or like these these yeah, guava yeah. ones, or like the <laughs> coconut ones that he they had, they were like amazing, or like this marzipan yeah, stuff. I ooh, 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 and that 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 I always me. liked. So like- that that's funny that I said that because that brought me back around to like. Inspirations where I get some of my re- ideas from. My dad brought me that Mexican candy and like the peanut butter marzipan candy, and then I I'm took glad. some to work. And it was That's a funny. slow day, and we were just like enjoying that. Oh, and like too. I just very randomly, like I threw it into some whipped cream. Like I wonder if this will work. Let's just whip it in here. Yeah. And then like, oh man, it's good. <laughs> Let's throw some cane syrup. Hell yes. And like, what what does this need? A light bulb. Bacon. Hell yes. And I, and like yes. this is awesome. <laughs> like, it. like man, this is so good. It's peanut buttery, bacon and like it's so amazing.
1: Jacob, I used to do something called Pizza Night every Friday on my Instagram no, story. I think real? that you needed to be a guest on Pizza Night. I think that <laughs> that would have been that good. would
3: that would have been good. We really because this is really, exactly the and, thinking.
1: This is this whole story. I'm like, yes, uh, yes. This is how you actually, do it. Actually, you
3: were asking about projects that I had coming up. I actually want to do flatbread. Like, I want to make a rolling pin because I was I, like, I just use like a wine bottle at at the house right now, but I want to make an actual rolling pin, like a French style one. And then I Mm. may have a recipe for flatbread, and I make flatbread pizza, and it is great. Like it's super simple. Like it's actually super simple. Like I said, like making this base baseline recipe very simple and accessible to anybody. Literally anybody can make this recipe, and like roll it out, Mm. and then you bake it off, and now you have flatbread and uh, you throw some tomato sauce some cheese and some toppings on there you have flatbread pizza and it is the most satisfying accomplishable thing that you can do like as a a home cook like you feel so Mm -hmm. accomplished after you make this thing and it's like man this is amazing I
1: love that I love that too the other thing that's great about a pizza is that if you get even if you want to just be simple with it simple 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 like a margarita pizza get some good
3: good ingredients for sure
1: Get some delicious mozzarella. Don't skimp. Get good stuff. Get some fresh basil. And you're going to be like, wow, I'm such a good you're chef. Like, damn yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so simple. And it's it's the best.
0: If you can if you can make, there's a couple, there's a, I mean, margarita style pizza is one of the easiest things to make, assuming you have an oven that can get hot enough. Okay. Let, I'm, I'll, I'll put that out there. But if you don't, don't
1: if you don't hit me up, just I have a recipe. I've got yeah. you.
0: Yeah. If you know how to make a good raw tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. and you know where to get good fresh mozzarella, basil and mozzarella. olive oil, yeah. you can make a pizza that yes. will rival some of the best pizza you've sure. ever had. Okay. You just you have to know where to get the supplies. Especially, you know what I ended up finding out? So I have a friend at work who um who has um either a cousin or um some other relative that goes to Italy um every year and once a year he comes back with a couple of bags of tipo 00 um, Italian nice. flour, um, which if you've never used it, is a very high gluten flour, and it makes the most incredible pizza crust that you've ever had. It's just it's it stretches beautifully. It doesn't, you know, regular APF that we use in the kitchen, you know, in the United States yeah. generally, it doesn't really. You got to really work to develop the like gluten. It, it, this it, it stuff, works,
3: but it's not it, like what it's it's meant to like be broad. Yeah, exactly
0: right right it's made to it's meant to be used in everything it's meant to believe it or not be all purpose (laughs) but this tipo double o -O stuff i i always thought it was like that's expensive whatever and she gave me enough to make a pizza crust with okay i remember making the pizza crust with it and going oh my god are you serious like this is why people that come to the u.s from italy they go they basically think we don't know how to make pizza, and it's not that we don't know how to make it. It's just that our ingredients are just yeah. different,
3: you know. We, we value different they, things as far as like that goes. Like totally, we're not like totally. Even though, we're like I would say, we're totally a pizza culture. We're like we're not like that pizza culture. We're not like the originators. Well, so, so
0: for us, pizza culture means crazy toppings, big pizzas, right. beer, you know, whatever. Wings, party. but for the Italians. <laughs> so what I've, always, what I've always told people, and they don't know, you know, people that don't know the history of pizza don't really understand, but the, really the two different kinds of pizza in Italy, mm-hmm. right? There's the Sicilian and there's the Napolitan yeah. pizza. The Napolitan pizza is kind of more like a New York style or more like a margarita style pizza with a thin crust. Yeah. Those pizzas were side dishes. That's what the rich people in Italy ate. The Sicilian pizza is Us a super, Sicilians. Super, Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, had a really thick crust. And yeah. the reason it's a really thick crust is because that was dinner. Mm-hmm. There was no – that wasn't the side dish. That was the main course. So it needed to fill you exactly. up more. So the Sicilians had this super thick crust that was more like um almost more like a, a casserole kind of pizza. Yeah. And it's it, – but people don't know that, right? So they're like, oh, no, this is pizza. Well, there's like 12 different kinds of pizza in oh, the yeah. U.S. There's,
3: a lot, there's so. a lot of variety. And it's like it's funny – just as with like making creativity and like uh, invention, food is the same way where necessity is a mother mm-hmm. of invention. Like necessity is a mother of yeah. ingenuity where like they were poor yep. and they needed to make things last or make something happen out of like these scrap cuts or ingredients that nobody wanted. So they had to make it taste delicious. And I, o- I oh, always it. say that great chefs, great restaurants, good good places are always trying to emulate home cooking that's what we're always trying 100
0: 100 maybe not always just in the factor
3: of the flavor and all that but or like Mm -hmm. in in the experience but like in the flavor and like how it resonates how it connects with your memories like we if you can invoke a memory in somebody after they've tasted your food you have won the battle Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Beth was very good at making the same. My mother gave Beth her tomato sauce Mm -hmm. recipe and Beth is very good at making it. And whenever I taste it, I taste my mom's sauce and it's like, it tastes exactly like it. And it's such a nice, it's such a nice thing. And I was actually telling one of my friends today, I'm like, the one thing that sucks is I have to relearn how to make my mother's (laughs) sauce because I haven't made it in like 20 years. Like I haven't made my mother's sauce in ages and now I'm like, I don't really want to eat jar sauce forever, you know, and I got to kind of get back it's, into it. It's but. really
1: easy. I can give you the easiest recipe ever, Vincent, if you want.
0: Oh, sure. I mean, I'll take, look, I am, I am all about, I'm all about learning how other people make stuff and I'm all about like trying new th- in fact, okay, I'll give you a good example. It's not the most culinarily amazing example. However, for dinner tonight, you know mm. what I had? I had hot dogs and potato <laughs> tots. Straight. Okay. Now, you know why? You know that why, sounds you know
1: fantastic, how I... though. Let's not knock hot dogs oh, oh. and tater tots. It has a place, Nothing. as does Domino's yeah,
3: Pizza. What, exactly. One of my exactly. favorite meals, still to this day, that I enjoy making for myself is hot dogs and mac and cheese mixed together. Oh, and really? Yeah, I Ooh, love
1: it. Mixed together. That makes sense because it's salty it's and creamy. I agree. Yes.
3: It's, it's, it's <laughs> like one of those things. Again, it makes me happy from my childhood. I enjoy it.
1: Yeah. But, uh, it's nostalgic. I wanted.
3: I
0: wanted to be – so when I come home, I get home like 6.30. I medically cannot eat dinner later than like 7.30 or I have to skip dinner. I'm not allowed to eat dinner later than like 7.30 because I will have a lot of issues if I do. So I have to get home and like boom, I have to be making dinner as I literally walk in the door, start dinner, change then go f- work mm-hmm. on dinner. So tonight I'm like, okay, I really want hot dogs, but I don't want to stand over the pan and like it's so like, okay, how can I make them? I was like, well, I got an air fryer. Somebody's got to have made these in the air fryer. Let me tell you something. Hot dogs in the air fryer are the greatest thing ever because huh. they come out perfectly. So here's how you do it. It's it's really great. You put your tater tots mm-hmm. into the air fryer for 6 minutes. After 6 minutes, you add two hot dogs. You close it up. You put the whole thing in for another six minutes. All this at 400 degrees. So now you're in a total of 12 minutes. But at the end of those 12 minutes, you have two hot dogs and a bunch of tater tots. And that's what I had for dinner tonight. And it was the best hot dogs I ever made. And it was no intervention. 12 minutes I had dinner. Bam. It was amazing. This and week
3: on Maker's Cuisine, we're making the- tater tot hot dogs.
1: Yes, you know, I, have, I have an important question for you, yes? Jacob. What kind of mac and cheese?
3: Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I, I, personally i like the um shells and uh Velveeta with that one i think is better than the craft. okay, I'll, okay. i will have really? i will have the craft for sure i like the craft too the um the one in the the metal packet i prefer is creamier but i'll still do the powder you know like sometimes it just dictates like how much effort i want to put in okay. or like how much money and I
1: have. how do you how do you prepare the powder
3: Oh, the powder. So after I cook Mm -hmm. the noodles and so I I actually I make the hot dogs first, I slice those up and I put those into the same pot that I'm going to be cooking the noodles in. So I cook the hot dogs, take those out. So I have all the rendered, you know, fat and juices and flavor in there. Take that out. Genius. That's so, that's
1: (laughs) You're you're you're, your chef. Okay. Add in
3: the noodles, (laughs) add in the noodles, add in the water, a little bit of salt, um, so that that flavor can start like even if just for what the 12 minutes that it cooks lightly infuse into the noodles, strain that out, add in my um, powdered cheese. I'll add in butter and milk if I have it and black pepper. Okay. I like to add black black you, pepper to you, a that out, and you, add in the hot dogs, mix that all together. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Do you measure the butter yeah. and milk or do you eyeball it? it.
3: I, I do good. not. I do not. Okay. Uh, I don't measure unless it's absolutely thoughtful. Even at work, like this is the correct answer. Like, at,
1: <laughs> I know everyone just is dying for my approval on their
2: cooking.
0: Uh, <laughs> I can, I can hey, Brooke approves of the <laughs> chef's way of making instant mac and cheese. This there is awesome. So, like, even at work, like
3: so with a lot of savory cooking, like you like sauces and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You have to measure out, but even like that, there's like usually like room for error or wiggle room where you can get it. Is it going to be there? There's you want it to be consistent. But for some recipes, there's like there's there's spot on accurate, and then they're like, yeah, this is still right. And like when we mm-hmm. pick it up in the pan, even when like I'm seasoning things, you know, like all right, maybe it needs a little bit more butter. Maybe I throw in a little bit more salt, a little more Creole seasoning, Throw in like some green onion stuff like that. Taste it again. And then it needs a little bit more black pepper. This, this, and that. And like we're constantly tasting things. It Goes back to what we were saying before about tasting things. And like making sure they're seasoned yeah. properly before they go out to people, so that because we're actually doing our jobs, and you don't need to actually do the work for us. <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, was that I a little too underhanded?
1: No, that <laughs> no, was I that was a, that was perfect. Let them tell tell the people. <laughs> Just tell them.
0: I, <laughs> I have a friend who I have a friend who I adore. I. Ad- her. I think she's I feel wonderful. like there's a
1: butt coming at the end of this sentence. But.
0: So you guys, I'm sure you guys, you don't live in New York, but I'm sure you know about Peter Luger.
3: Peter Luger, no. right? The steakhouse. Okay, yeah, 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 Peter yeah.
0: Luger, the steakhouse. Okay, so it's like one of the most famous steakhouses in the United States. And at this, at Peter Luger, there was a chef. His, I forgot his last name, but his first name was Benjamin. He ended up leaving Peter Luger and starting his own steakhouse. He's in um, Scarsdale, New York. Okay. It's called Benjamin. It is one of the best steakhouses that's not in New Mm -hmm. York city. In fact, it's probably one of the best steakhouses I've ever eaten at. I had the privilege of eating there twice. It's stupidly expensive, but it's something that you don't forget. So we go there. I go there with my friend. She had done a really big real estate deal and she got a really nice commission check. And she promised me for my birthday that she would take me to Benjamin so we could have a really nice, stupidly expensive over the top dinner. So we we go to Benjamin, and I order a New York Strip with cream spinach. Um, it was amazing, right? She orders filet mignon. Okay, and this is where everyone listening, it, this is where it gets graphic. She ordered <laughs> filet mignon. She ordered it well done. Okay. And she asked for ketchup.
1: No, no, I knew there was going to be ketchup. I have a problem with ketchup.
0: You had to see the waiters face and he looked at me i'm like don't look at me dude i i have nothing to do with this <laughs> um, and she proceeded to take the steak which was gray in the middle and cut it into slices oh and then swirl it around ketchup and make it into like filet mignon stew she probably
1: should have just made that hot dog thing that she should have ordered, just ordered that the hot dog guys, thing man. that jacob <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> there's lots of places that can handle this. And, better and than I probably. and I will confirm. I'm I was,
3: sorry. I will confirm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Vincent. That waiter did go back no, to the fine. chef. They did tell him every detail about that. And they talked massive amounts of shit about that.
0: <laughs> so Perfect. But this is why I wanted to
3: add, this is why I wanted to bring it up. Cause I was genuinely curious
0: because you know, obviously you don't get an opportunity to ask a chef about this every day. So if, if one of your, if one of your, um, Front of the house staff comes back to you and tells you that they need a filet mignon, well done. How do you react to that? Like, do you just go, "No, I'm not going to do that," or do you go, "No, customer's always right"? Like, what? How do you I handle that? The that? Customer
3: is definitely not always right, but they ordered it that way, and I'll cook it that way. That doesn't mean I'm not going. <laughs> to That doesn't mean I'm not going to talk shit about it. But I'm. <laughs> I'll make sure how they. Eat. Fair yeah. enough. I said, like, get a chicken, you stick hating bastard.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do you eat steak? But, and
3: like, yeah, like even some of our, our guys in the restaurant, like we'll feed our employees and like burger or anything like, like How do you want to cook? Like, well done. Uh, like, so, oh, so the wrong way you want it the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> <Or> like,
0: <laughs> well, so Brooke and I were talking while you were disconnected and we were talking about being a picky eater and how I was a really picky eater and now I'm not, but one of the things I've realized about how I'm much less of a picky eater is my, my done scale on meat on red meat, particularly, has gone leftward towards rare as I've gotten older and less picky yeah. because at some point you realize, like, oh, that's when it's really good. Yeah. Like, you're scared to eat. When I was, I. God, my first steak. I ate my first steak at like 26 years old. But insane. Um, I would not
1: have been your friend if I knew you then. Uh, that's probably I mean, not true. That was a joke.
0: No, that probably is true. I didn't have a whole lot of friends. But anyway, <laughs> I would have been um, your friend. I would have been your friend. Th- they didn't like my steak, my steak eating habits. They couldn't help themselves. But I noticed that like as I've gotten older, I'm much more tolerant of something that's underdone. If something is overdone, I just don't want I I, I don't send food mm. back. But if something, if I ordered a steak medium and it was gray, I would absolutely send it back. Like that would just be a non-starter for me now. Like it used to be the way I ordered it. Like if I saw anything pink and it, it'd be like, no, this has to go back. Now it's like, nope, anything gray in there. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. This, that center better be pink when I cut it open or I don't I mean, want unless it. Unless so. it's
3: an incredibly well cut of meat, like good quality. I'm talking about like Wagyu or something like that. And like. Yeah, you can get it, 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 really it could be a well done and done. still be like moist and tender and delicious. But like just standard cuts of meat like choice or, or select, if you get it well done, I think it's going to be tough, man. And like you're just cooking out all the – I had the, a Wagyu you're, slider. You're, you're cooking out all the flavor. And Wagyu is incredible.
0: I had a Wagyu slider that was cooked mm-hmm. through and it was the juiciest thing I ever had. And I was so surprised oh, yeah. by that. Like I looked at it I was like – this is wagyu. Why is it gray and tastes like oh? Because it doesn't matter. That's like why. I, had
3: a, I remember one of the first experiences I had with wagyu beef. I was working at a hotel as a banquet chef there, and we had got it in for a party. Like I think it was actually a sample, and we got this wagyu ribeye, and we put it in, like, we cooked it off. And I remember it got set in the hot box for some reason or another, and it got forgotten there because we had got really busy and oh, doing stuff, no. and it got well, it was when it went in there it was a beautiful mid-rare medium and then when it was done man was it done (laughs) but uh we took it out and it was was still juicy it was still juicy and delicious and i loved it and ribeye is my favorite cut of meat because it's nice and marbled uh, and tendered and i absolutely hate filet mignon because it's just a terrible cut
0: what brooke what's your favorite cut of steak
1: favorite cut of steak ooh a filet mignon sorry oh, jacob.
0: i can't be friends
1: anymore <laughs> i love it it's fine the podcast here. i gotta i know right well jacob you already left uh, I, so I no, bye <laughs> now, bye.
3: You're, now, now
1: you're now you're back I'm it's bad. fine cool. totally but um cool. we won't talk about that i do i do like filet mignon or but i'll kind of eat anything right
3: I'm, I don't I'm really a New York Strip much. guy. I, I don't mean to like. I love a good. I don't New York mean trip. to like down, like talk down about filet mignon. New York Strip. New, you know, I will. I definitely will. I will expand on this idea. Um, New York Strip is great. Why? Because it has marbling. <laughs> Ribeye is great because it has marbling. Yeah. You have fat along with meat that imparts flavor. Fat equals flavor. Flay Mignon has I nothing. am freaking you are, delicious. I just, but, just want to yeah, point I'm that out. Yeah, I was about to say, you are like, <laughs> man, you're like, you're like a five-course <laughs> meal there, babe. But uh, <laughs> it, it, is, uh, it, it has no fat. It has, it has no marbling in there. It has nothing to really give it flavor. Like, is it a steak? Yeah, it's definitely a steak. Can, you, can it taste good? It can taste good. But to me, it's never going to taste as good as some of those other cuts that really have that great marbling in there to lend it to itself, mm-hmm. yeah. to give it flavor, to make it tender, to, you know, keep it moist like that. It just can... Dry yeah, out.
1: I oh, hear Lord. you. Ugh. I hear you. I have a question too. Do you, like, what would be your last meal? Ooh, I As a question. Oh, yeah.
3: it,
1: it can't possibly be that hot dog thing, although that doesn't sound like a bad
0: option. No, it sounds like a pretty good option. Yeah, it sounds like a really
3: good option. Um, It's really tough, you know, but honestly, I think it... It would probably be pot roast. And again, okay. it goes back to um, the, like childhood nostalgia. My mom, she would make okay. pot roast for like every now and then for dinner or even like for like Thanksgiving or Christmas. We would have pot roast. And it'd be like the cubes mm. of meat, it'd be the potatoes, it'd be the onions and the carrots in there mm. and like the stock and everything. all just cooked down. And I just remember just loving that. I would just eat that up like crazy. Maybe it's delicious. Maybe like pot roast with a side of hot dog, mac and cheese.
1: Oh, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) With like like a little (laughs) chocolate mousse
3: with some bacon, peanut butter, whipped cream on top.
0: Yes. Dude. Oh, my God. Peanut butter and bacon together are one of those combinations that I don't think enough people have tried in their life. Do
1: you want to know one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life? Please
3: tell me. Go for it.
1: I was in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor? And I was actually, yeah, uh, yeah I call it Bar Harbor, but you know, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun. I, I don't think I have that heavy of a Boston accent, to be honest, but we were in Bar Harbor, Maine. I was with um, my in-laws and I think it was like fairly early on because my mother-in-law still mentions the fact that she was so like flabbergasted that I ordered um, a PB&J and bacon <laughs> burger. Mm. the balance of flavors when i tell you it was so good
0: that does sound it you was know, so
1: good and again going back i don't know if you had pieced out for this part jacob but i was saying whenever there's something really weird on a menu especially if it's like a nice restaurant if it's not just like a burger joint or something where they're going for shock mm-hmm. value like you have to order it because it's probably delicious oh yeah
0: for sure well one of the one of the best things to do like if you're not sure but you want to be adventurous go to churrascaria because if you've never been to one of those a Brazilian one of those Brazilian steakhouses yes. where they just keep bringing mm-hmm. food, we went to one in
1: Wash. We went to one in Washington D.C. when Sarah was little, and she still talks about it.
0: It's a, like being amazing, the best meal of her life. You will try things because it's like oh, it's, there's no risk, right? You're not that's not your whole meal. You're just trying a thing, and if you don't like the thing, you, you'd you try something else. Like I've tried, I tried rabbit that way. I tried ostrich. I tried alligator like I have tried things that I can't believe that I've tried because there was no risk oh, yeah. right what's the worst that can happen you don't like it you put the plate aside you go get yourself something else like big deal who cares and it, I think that that's that's a great gateway into getting out of your out of bad habits of really limiting your cuisine I really do think that that was one of the turning points in my life. Like the day I tasted rabbit and look, I'm not going to say it was good. It was disgusting. I didn't like the texture. I didn't like the taste. I didn't like anything about it, but I was so proud of myself that all I wanted to tell people was that I got to try rabbit. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it, as a, as a chef, what, Oh, sorry, you no, go, no, no, you no. go.
3: Well, I, I just really quick. I said, like, I always tell people try everything. There's certain things that even yeah, I can't yeah. bring myself to try. Yeah. I say that. but. <laughs> but um, try everything like I've had rabbit I've had like in very recent memory I've had a stewed rabbit that was incredible and like my fiance she doesn't eat rabbit she doesn't like the idea of eating eating thumper like she she just pictures thumper in her mind and I tricked her I I won't eat venison
0: for the same reason I think deer are cute and I just won't eat venison But I'll I'll eat bambi
3: and I'll eat veal I'll eat baby cow all day long (laughs) But like I, 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 I tricked her. I tricked her into eating it. I didn't tell her. Like, like, so what do you think? She's like, yeah, it was good. Like, you just mm. ate thumper. She's like, oh, and she was in shock. I'm like, but you said it was good. <laughs> but like,
0: like, that's not bad. And she, she still let you put a ring sure, on sorry. it, too. I mean, I mean well that's...
3: she's she's locked in by yeah. she can't change her mind. But and like and like and like I've, and like I've wow. had um, I've had I've had kang- <laughs> kangaroo. I've had. Iguana. I've had alligator. I've had a bunch of weird things. I've never
1: like... had iguana. Where Kangaroo do you go? Where do you go one... to get iguana? South Florida. Sorry, I'm talking over you. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, or, or, sounds like a South Florida
3: or, thing. They uh, <laughs> fall out of trees. Yeah, apparently. when it gets too cold, they do fall out of trees. Like the poor little comatose buddies. Um, and or like some of
1: the <laughs> Florida's a weird or,
3: place. Or like one of the um, like a lot of the island, um, the island Caribbean islands where they have them down there. They'll eat them down there. Mm-hmm. So you can try a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, I say like yeah. explore, be adventurous, like within reason and like for safety. Only line make, for food. Know, be
0: yeah. I feel like my only line for food is awful. Like like that kind of stuff, like just not like tripe and brains and eyeballs. Yeah, and, but like, if, you, all... if your
1: eyes were closed and you didn't know that it, that was what it was. Well,
0: so I have a very, str- one of my things with sushi is if it's like one of those places where it's all out in front of you and you just choose. I will take anything and try it. Yeah. I won't ask what's in it. I won't I'll ask after I taste yeah. it. And I've gotten in that habit and it's been a quite an eye-opening experience. One of the things that surprised me the most was tobiko. I did not expect mm-hmm. to like it and I absolutely love it. Um, which I believe is flying fish roe. I think that's what tobiko is or it's salmon roe. I'm not sure which one.
3: Um, the bright the, the bright orange ones, right? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's flying. Yeah, uh, yeah. So
0: there's bright orange, and then there's like a yellowish one that can never keep straight I don't which is call which.
3: Call but, one yeah. It is either. but yeah, no, I like. I, but I like trying different, like with um, with eel or like in Japanese cooking. I love, I love, unagi. I love. Unagi. Yes. You know, like and like. So um, I. I love sea it. urchin. Like I, I don't it. usually get a chance to try sea urchin because I have to be leery <laughs> because I'm I am allergic to seafood. I developed that allergy a few years ago. Which, believe me, which, yeah, believe me, sucks as a chef and being in New Orleans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love, I was supposed to say, I love seafood. Like, back in this, pedaling back to the steak conversation, I think part of it with the filet mignon is if I could have really good fish mm. over mm. like really good red meat, I pick fish. But anyway, right. keep talking. No, I Jake. got you. But like,
3: you know, I love unagi. I love, like, when they fire grill it and they put the glaze over it, it's so delicious. And like, I had some when I was in Japan. I mean, we took a trip like back in South Florida. There's a Japanese museum called Morikami, and they have a restaurant in there that's been voted.
1: I've been one there. Of, you've yes. been to Morikami. It's had, so beautiful
3: yes. in it, like it, and
1: so beautiful in the food. The, like you talk the food, about the food, the food was incredible. This.
3: Like if you really want, like get a hint and like an experience of like an idea of what it's like to eat Japanese cuisine that's more than just sushi or just ramen. Mm-hmm. Like you can go there mm-hmm. because they have bento boxes, they have rice bowls, they have ramen, they have your sushi and all that stuff. They have miso. But they it's all relatively simple, but it's very elegantly done. And that's a lot of what Japanese cuisine is. It's, it's extremely mm-hmm. elegant. And that's a lot of why I like it too. It's that you know. It's just that attention to detail. It's just like striving to make it better every single day, and just like make what they do good, like just good. And it's so delicious. Mm-hmm.
1: It's also you, really healthy. Like it is for lack. It's like it's like really clean. Mm-hmm. It's really clean. Oh yeah, it's
0: <laughs> food which you I have, enjoy. You have a great deal of love for the for Asian culture in general. I mean you you love martial arts. You love. You love Asian food. Um, You—it's uh, kind of cool, actually. Like how your passions always tie together in some weird way. I mean, I feel way.
3: like that's like with everybody, don't you think? I mean, like is, you, so, one yeah. way or another, like like twelve—was uh, it? Kevin, um, twelve connections of Kevin Bacon or something like that.
0: Oh, six Get degrees. A, of six degrees
3: of Kevin Bacon. Like yeah. it all—it all, it all kind of yep. connects together, like oddly
0: it all yep. connects together. Everybody is every celebrity is only 6 steps away from Kevin Bacon. Go. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs>
0: Very hard. By the way, um there was um a radio show that I always talk about, the Opie and Anthony show, but they always used to do it every once in a while they would play that game trying to f- come up with names. They did it once for like an hour and a half having people call in mm-hmm. with names and they would just be able to make the connections and it wasn't even that hard. It's like they I don't know that they ever found anyone that fell outside of 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon, wow. but Kind of crazy I mean, when you think about he's it. Kevin Bacon. He is Kevin Bacon, and everybody knows that everything bacon Damn is straight. awesome. Bacon
3: and peanut butter. Bacon and Tremors. Yes. Which actually is <laughs> one of my <laughs> favorite movies, it. by the way. I love Tremors.
0: Tremors is amazing. And, and Unfortunately,
3: only the first one is amazing. Everything else after the first one is <laughs> awful. I would, I would um, argue for two is not bad. I mean, the first one is definitely the best one. But I've watched all of them. Do they get camp urine? <laughs> dumber as they go absolutely do i enjoy them still absolutely
0: one had some killer jump scares in it i gotta say one is truly a great yeah, movie i mean but... if you look
3: at the red letter media review of that movie they really touched on a lot of good <laughs> points about what made it really good or like the choice of like the camera angles and how they did the audio specifically and tied it in with how the graboids hunt it's really awesome
0: yep it was clever. It was a clever movie. It was very different. And they didn't beat you over the head with the obvious monster shots for the entire movie. It almost was, I mean, in a way, and I don't know if they did or not, but it's almost like, in a way, they took their cues from Jaws, mm-hmm. because they never really showed the monsters. They they alluded to the fact that they were there,
3: they, they were, and then at the end, they really you really yeah, get they, to see them. But that was the big Yeah, reveal. they played like, on the suspense of it, and like just kind of the uh, right. anticipation of, like, Outside, like you knew it was there, but you couldn't see it. It's like this impending like doom that was like coming at like in uh mm-hmm. Evil Dead, where you like you never see like the actual evil, it's just evil and it's there. And it's always that that noise and that sounds just like coming at you. They really played well on that.
0: And come on, how great was it seeing the dad from Family Ties
3: and Reba McIntyre as like survivor
0: <laughs> survivalists? Like it's just such a great
3: movie. One of the and, greatest movies ever. Fun fact. It is the only role that Kevin Bacon said he would ever revisit. Ooh, he—he he, well,
0: there's a piece of He said that he would never.
3: He once he's done with a character, he like just kind of like breaks ties with it, and he doesn't really look bad. But he said that um, Val is the only character that he would ever like to go revisit, and that's in like the Tremors that's crazy. documentary. Um, that they have on their YouTube channel. So definitely go check that out. It's a really good one. All right. All
0: right. I have to check it out then I have to, I have to watch it because I really did it's love that movie. movie. So, you know, we're like, believe it or not, we are an hour and like an hour and a half in already. So flew, man. we should, yeah, we should totally move on to things of the week because yeah, this is, this has been a hell of a conversation. We talked a lot less about making than I thought we would, which is good. <laughs> I, I want,
1: I warned you that I do love food.
0: Oh, too. no, this is – oh, my God. So, we have been trying – I have tried to get, like, celebrity chefs and, like, famous celebrity, you know, food industry people on this show, and it's it's really hard. Food people don't see themselves as good guests for this show, and yet Brooke and I are, are – well, even, you know, obviously before Brooke I was trying, but, you know, Ethan and I also I very – really enjoy talking about food. Like, food is awesome, and it. it's, it's really sad how – Food people don't always see themselves as creatives or artists, and yet, you know, they are. They are, and yeah,
1: and I also think.
0: No,
3: go ahead, Brooke. No, you, you go, Jacob. No, no, You're no, the no, guest. I insist.
1: Um, I think that being a maker has, for some reason, somewhat of a narrow definition. Mm-hmm. When the mm-hmm. reality is, it crosses over into so many things.
3: Agreed.
0: It's yep. The
1: same mindset and the same mentality. Yeah. Yeah. No-
0: that's why I made sure that the word creative is in our description also because I want creative people and artists and makers and food people and, yeah. you know, singers and yeah. all that stuff. I want all And that's of the why things. I'm glad that you went
3: first, Brooke, because I totally agree with that point. And, like, I actually identified with that. Like, I didn't really – at first as being a maker, I thought it was more like the physical and, like, metalworking, woodworking, stuff like that and, like, creating this physical, tangible object because – and that's one of the reasons why I started doing that because I was – with cooking it can be it is extremely finite like you make this dish as food but then it's perishable it has to be enjoyed almost immediately and then it's like it's gone and you have to make it again or like you just you move Hmm. on but that particular dish is gone forever it's been consumed it's been enjoyed Hmm. but it's very fleeting so like yeah i can see how like chefs really don't consider themselves makers even though like they are you know like it's Yo, there's a lot of the same processes, creative steps that go into it, and it's also like there's a mentality. We're all extremely brooding and like we're really messed up in the head, most of us. (laughs) Like, I mean, myself included. But yeah, so it can be it can be hard for any of them to really identify as that and kind of pick on that because it just what we do just takes so much of us that we invest into to that we can't really consider the possibility of other things you know what i mean so yeah it, it can be challenging but with like being the maker community becoming more of a well-known um well-known community and the idea and the definition of a maker being beco- becoming more well-known i'm hoping that it, that will start to change and evolve and it is an all-encompassing community and i'm hoping more people will begin to identify themselves as that
1: I think so. Too. I dig
0: it. That's a perfect note to move on to things of the week from. So it's a, it's almost as if you wrote it that way, Jacob. I was taking notes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Jacob, since you're the guest, we always let the guest go first. What
3: is your thing of the All week? Right. Well, as is tradition, I'm going to pull an Ethan, and I'm going to do two. <laughs> so,
0: I like how I like how Ethan's not here anymore, and yet this will always be pulling. It'll an always Ethan. be
3: <laughs> So my first um my first thing of the week is gonna be my buddy Michael Allen over at Plot's Voice. He does um he's a music channel, so he's been a musician for many, many years. Uh, it's not his day job, but he was in a band with his brother and a few other people called Phoenix. And he was one of my first friends on YouTube like reached out and we're just chatting for like almost since since the beginning of each other's channels and we've always supported each other Uh, multiple shout outs collaborations like I've had some of his music on my channel I've done projects and done it for him like I did a guitar stand Uh, the wooden knife that I've built I sent to him as well and did like a custom stand for it and he actually came down to New Orleans last year for a wedding and we got a chance to actually meet in person too and his wife actually is on YouTube as well, she, uh, Epic Yarn Gems, and she does like yarn tutorials and stuff like that. So I get to meet her and oh, cool. his kids, and I always like to shout him out because he's just a really good friend. He always supports me. He's a really cool dude, and I like to just always pay that forward because he's always been he's always been in my corner. So he's my Mike nice. from Plot's Voice is my thing of the week. Him and his brother do uh, original songs and covers. They do a lot of theme months like they just wrapped up or they're at the end of the women of rock month that they've been doing. This is their third year in a row and they do like nineties, they do two thousands, they do like British, they do all sorts of things. It's really cool. So definitely go check him out. Very cool. And then, and since you're pulling in Ethan, what's your second yeah, thing? Of my the week? Second thing in the week was I shared to you and I, I'm pretty sure you're you'll appreciate because of your recent um, involvement, like your recent, how do i say that like you've recently gotten into anime which i love by the way cuz mm-hmm. i as you know i'm like i love asian culture and anime's been a part of my upbringing since i've been a kid since early early on <laughs> so this one is an anime called Let's Make a Mug Too and it's on Crunchyroll <laughs> it's,
0: such a, it's such a silly idea but and i love it's it
3: it's all about like this girl whose mother was a famous ceramics artist like she made mugs and plates and stuff like that in Tajimi city and Gifu prefecture in Japan and it's her about like her journey about learning pottery and ceramics and how to make them the steps and like firing them and painting them and designing them and all the different projects and stuff like that and there's so many great elements of this like for one like the making aspects of it like i watched the whole first season of it and i was like fired up about like i need to make like something with clay now i need to make like a pot or like a, a bowl or a plate or something like i need to incorporate this somehow into my into myself like like i need to do this and then <laughs> beyond that like it it's kawaii like they have like cute characters and vincent i know how oh, you feel about like kawaii
0: i love and kawaii
3: The another part of it, too, is that it takes place in a real city like Tajimi City is a real city in Japan. They have scenes in there that are actual places in Tajimi City of like, you know, a park where they have two kapas ceramic statues in Tajimi City and like a mural that they replicated, like the different ice cream shots and like food stalls and places is these are real places that they are showing off in here, which is like incredible. And then they have a second part to the series. Like, as they have an episode, they have a live action series of, they take the voice actors from this series and they take them actually to Tajmi City. And they go to all these different places of like making um, tile, mosaic tiles and earrings and, and ceramics like plates and mugs and stuff like that. And actually show off the area and like what's real about it, like the different in- food ingredients, too. Like they have like, a cooking episode and they, like, they show off like the real aspects and like what was re- like actually real, which a lot of it is real that they put into the anime and like the actual experience from it. And so that was really cool that I thought that they that they added into it. And I, I really appreciated that. So you can see, like, the animated, like, quote, unquote, not real, like, surreal version versus the reality of it. And it's just really cool. And, like, it's really inspired me, like said, to, like, I want to try ceramics now and try it at home. Like, that's a more professional <laughs> setup, like, like with a workshop. Go. But they... They gave you a lot of information about like ware, which is like the kind of style that they do in that region. And they just okay. they give you a lot of like real world information. And I appreciated that. And I thought that was just really cool.
0: Cool. I am I'm definitely willing to check out anything and since it's on Crunchyroll, it's I ain't gotta do anything. I just gotta
3: go. You just gotta to, watch it. Load
0: up Crunchyroll and watch
3: it. So uh, do, do you see cool do you I'm see that it. um Just as a side note, that Crunchyroll merged with uh, Funimation.
0: Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it, honestly. But I don't have a choice. That's 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 just life life. now. I liked Funimation a lot better than Crunchyroll, and I just because Funimation did their own dubs. Yeah, was the one thing I liked about Funimation. Their dubs were unfreaking believable. They were well acted, and it's did some of their dubs were so good that other companies when they got there when they use the dub version would use the funimation version my hero academia was only dubbed on mm-hmm. funimation and it just it it sucks because i had stuff in my queue on funimation that is not available dubbed on Crunchyroll yet, yet. And I know it's going to be there eventually, but I can't watch. There's a bunch of stuff I wanted to watch. It's not dubbed and I'm not going to watch subtitled stuff. I'm just, I don't want to read what I don't have. I can't focus on reading the words and watching the action. It's just no, it's not I, possible. I, so. I,
3: I get it. And like the Funimation dub is so, like really good. Like a lot of like my favorite voice actors. Their dubs yeah, are exceptional. Like,
0: they're exceptional they get they get really good voice actors they do a very good job mm-hmm. with the dubs and i'm concerned about the quality level but we'll see what happens i don't want to i don't want to be upset before there's something to be upset about but i'm not happy exactly. about this and, like, at we all could probably but... talk
3: a long <laughs> time for that but we won't go to we...
0: i we could probably do a whole episode just about that but then that would um we God, wouldn't have
1: i love anime people just just i love, that. I love, <laughs> I love the level of passion.
0: Exactly. Because because you have to be you know why you know why anime people are passionate? I don't want to go too far yeah. into it, but you know why anime people were very passionate about it? Because you used to have to seek it out and it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it now used to it be it much more it's so mainstream. It, yeah. You, it's so mainstream. It's very mainstream now.
1: I, my daughter's fourteen and like they watched it's just everyone watches anime Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, oh my god my hero academia is the greatest thing it's honestly one of the best things i've ever watched and i'll it's like harry potter for japanese kids i can imagine it's probably a very similar they will look at it the way we look at harry potter it's that good
3: it's 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 it's, a really good it's it's a really good series i'm caught up with it and i really i love it i enjoy the characters and the, the story arcs i love that you
0: I'm sad that the upcoming season's the last one. I yeah, really am. But that's sad. But I'm glad
3: that, I'm, I'm, but but at least we true. get one more. At least we get one more. I'm glad that you started with Cowboy <laughs> Bebop though, because that for me is in my like top ten picks. If not like it's number one.
0: Cowboy Bebop, exceptional. Demon Slayer, Demon exceptional.
3: Slayer. Have you uh, watched won-
0: Death Note exceptional My Hero Academia yeah. exceptional everything I've watched has just been unbelievable and it's like god it just and I've heard that it just keeps getting better I think the next thing I'm going to watch is Attack on I, Titan I, I, because Attack on saying, Titan
3: is intense just prepare yourself it is intense yeah. You thought I, you, you thought that I've Death heard. Note was, was was something Attack on Titan takes it to
0: Demon Slayer Demon Slayer was pretty damn intense. Like, there were a couple of really good cry moments in Demon Slayer, and I cried a couple of times at My Hero Academia. It's it's amazing how well they can pull the heartstrings in something that shouldn't
3: be pulling your oh, yeah. heartstrings. With like, with with uh, t- oh. Attack on Titan, it's more like, I want to say just gory because it's not just gory, but it's like, intense is the word that I would just use. It. It's brutal. brutal. It's brutal. It's
0: brutal yeah like check out
3: um outlaw Um, star if you get a second it's same people that did like cowboy bebop uh check out outlaw star and check out samurai shampoo those are really good series
0: Uh, okay so samurai shampoo i think is already on my list but i'm gonna i'm gonna write it down because i'm pretty sure i added it but i might have had it on funimation so who the hell knows what i have in my crunchyroll (laughs) list now but yeah brooke what's your what's your thing of the week My thing of the
1: week is this mysterious slab that showed up on our stoop. Like, I think it was a week ago. Someone just left a big hunk of wood on our front step. And (laughs) we milled it. And I don't know what kind of wood it is. And I don't know who left it there. But, um. Beautiful. That's all I had to say. It's really random and specific.
0: And it's, like, right? it's just a random <laughs> wood. I, I was gonna make a. I was gonna make a horrible joke. Was it like? Was it burning? Because if it was, no. then that wasn't that wasn't a slab. And, <laughs> but,
1: no, it was just a big slab. It was cut with a chainsaw, really roughly, and someone left it on our front step. And I posted, being like, "Who? who put this? Just show yourself."
3: That, that was very kind right? of them. And it's like, here, these people do stuff with dead trees, like you. Know.
1: I. <laughs> we milled it up it's stunning wood i have no clue what kind it is the best guess is elm because the grain looks very much like elm but the color does not what color is it mm. it's very red it, the color's like cherry hmm. huh but it looks like like someone guessed elm and i and i looked at like elm grain and i was like yeah it does look like hmm. that but it's very nice well, we milled it up uh, and i'm like waiting for someone to reach out and be like that was my the tree from my grandmother's yard that she used to swing from and i was hoping you'd make a table for me out of it right it something like i'm like who left this here i just need to right. know so if you anyone's listening
3: <laughs> inquiring minds welcome. i hope you'd make a table like would you settle for a phone stand like
0: I, right, <laughs> 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 funny thing happened and is it went through the mill <laughs> uh,
1: no it's it's, it's, a, it's a stunning piece of wood like it's it was like three or four inches thick like thank you whoever Ooh, sweet but, jesus um, Anyway, You
0: have to send a picture of this for the for the uh, carousel post on Thursday. Oh, so I, I need will. A,
1: I took photos. Yeah.
0: I need a photo of this that I
3: can use as a beauty yeah. shot. So, and I, <laughs> I don't want to just put a
0: random slab of wood and say
3: artist representation or something. <laughs> and, no, you need to capture that. Someone sent me the random wood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, Vincent, that's the word. Leave it just like and that. And
3: like, As I'm thinking about it, it could be heartwood. It could be like, in, or the sapwood in the middle. Instead of like on the on the outer edge,
1: no, because because the outer edges are rough.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So it's like
1: the full cross, section. Really? Oh boy! Yeah, it just was on our friends, and we do we do milling to give context like we, we do have a lot of wood that we you know work with every day so i don't know if someone just thought we could use it i don't know
0: this is wood you can send brooke and it won't offend her <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, there you go it's not it's not like a certain podcast uh, that shall not be named where wood showed up and it offended everybody Vincent talking oh, what about.
1: Podcasts, I, I need to know oh,
3: this wow. you know, everyone yeah, brooke, everyone brooke tell me
1: Tell me, tell me this story after yes. the yeah, yeah, Brooke, I'll have to done. Tell you the story after;
0: it's pretty amazing. Um, my that is it just one? Do you, are you pulling an Ethan also, or is it just that one?
1: I did it how I was supposed to do it. All
0: I right, picked cool. well, one thing.
1: Pull,
0: good. Well, I'm going to pull an Ethan too. I'm going to do two. <laughs> um, I'm going to do two main. Okay, so last week I mentioned how much I adore Ashley Stilson from Chip Builds and how she is. Um, when we were talking about underrated makers and. I said Ashley because I do feel like Ashley deserves a lot more subscribers than she has. And if you're not already following her, you should be. But she did a video. She did a live stream over the weekend where she was showing how to laser mark. I won't say etch because it's technically not etching as much as it's marking, but how to laser mark stainless steel using mustard as a medium and it sounds like the dumbest freaking thing you've ever heard until you see the results and you just go, I cannot believe that worked. And it worked really,
3: really well. Yeah, so, we were, ta- um, we were talking about did- this earlier and like it is like incredible to me. Like, it's incredible. With, it really is it's incredible. like stainless steel and stainless steel is not supposed to etch slash mark whatever with with mustard, but like whatever Reaction that the laser is having with the mustard on that stainless steel. It's like superheating it or super reacting it to the metal, to the stainless steel, and like actually etching it because stainless steel is meant to not react.
0: It's not it's meant to not etch. That's the that, whole that's point the whole of point stainless of steel. And like and I've yet, been
3: wanting to try that mustard yeah. technique, but it only really works with high carbon steel. But the fact yep. that like it worked with <laughs> Which is
0: kind of crazy that she did it with a spatula from the Dollar Tree and it worked I know, great. Right? <laughs> so Ashley did Ashley did the live stream on Saturday and we were chatting we were chatting on Sunday and I said, listen, I don't have a thing of the week for this week. But if you can get this video done, if you can get this, she said, because I'm, she goes, oh, did you watch the live stream? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, good, because I'm doing a proper video. I was like, well, if you get the video done by tomorrow, then I'll make it my thing of the week because this is amazing. And she goes, well, I just happen to be editing it now. And then a few minutes later, I got the link. So- Um, Ashley Stilson of chip builds. Um, I will have the link in the show notes and it's just a killer video. It's so good. Um, the, uh, my other thing of the week and okay, I'm going to name two people. I don't want to hear if you don't like them. I don't want to hear if you're not, I don't want to hear your opinion on these people. Okay. I really don't. Um, I'm just going to tell you that this is an amazing thing. If you want to grow on YouTube, okay. And you want to know how you can hit that elite tier of YouTuber, there is a way to do it. And one of the ways you can do it is you just work your ass off. And if you want to hear the story of somebody who literally just went out there and worked his ass off, you need to listen to the episode of the Joe Rogan podcast where he talks to Jimmy Donaldson, otherwise known as Mr. Beast. And if you aren't motivated to do more then you are just not going to ever be motivated to do anything. You, you, this is the kind of episode of a podcast where there's an old saying, if you're in a room and you're like, let's say you're in a room and you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Find a different room to be in. You want to be in a room with people that are above you so you can learn from them. you know. And you know, if you're in the room and you're the smartest person in the room, go to another room where you're not the smartest person in the room and learn from the people that are smarter than you. This dude... His story, I mean, you, everyone knows he's super popular on YouTube. Everybody knows he's got a lot of a lot of money. He's running a lot of businesses. He's doing a lot of things. What people don't know is how he got there and the amount of work that he put in, and the obsession he had with doing better constantly. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't have to like him and you don't have to like Joe Rogan to take a lot away from this. So if, if content creation is your thing, this is a must-listen episode for you you have to hear this episode you have to take in what he says you don't necessarily have to do it the same way but this will give you a level of understanding when somebody says i don't understand how somebody like mr beast is as popular as he is you'll understand after Mm -hmm. you listen to this because that dude puts a ton of work into what he does and who he is and his brand Mm -hmm. so I was, I came away from it maybe not wanting to be a YouTube creator, but I did come away with it going, okay, so it's just hard work got him where he is. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just hard work. And he's just good at what he does. And, Just listen to it and what he went through and the stuff he's gone through and the things he's done since he started making a lot of money. There was an article that he makes $54 million a year on YouTube and everybody's like, oh my God, that's so much money. He spends 52 million a year on YouTube videos. Like He has six studios. He talked about the Squid Games video that he did that Ethan and I had as our thing of the week a couple of weeks ago. That video cost him four million dollars to make, Jesus Christ, you know, and it's got 220 million views, but it cost four million dollars to make. So, you know, when you ask how do you get to that level, well, you don't just get there by, you know, taking out your GoPro and pointing it at you and doing a time lapse, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's there's a certain amount you have to put in to get that certain amount out. And he goes yep. right to the beginning when he started. It's, it's a fantastic conversation. Whether you like Rogan and Mr. Beast or not, this is an episode you probably should listen to if you want to be a full-time content creator because it's, it's intense It is, and it's awesome. You know right what time. else is awesome? The people, <laughs> Sorry. The, the people that support this show financially.
1: They're the best.
0: They are the best, and they include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and more, Rory from Arlo Woodworks and DIY, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. a weird guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, some guy named Jacob Anguiano from something called Maker Cuisine. I have no idea what that is. Robert J. Keller, Scott from Daddy Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob of Other Dog Designs, Jake of Make with Jake, Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, who's my buddy and pal, Justin Ofler of Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey and the Clamp Podcast, Kim and Garrett, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth of the Proper Tools Podcast, Chris Raley of Route Nine Signs, Henry Davis of HC1 Metalworks, who I swear to God is a wizard, and of course, Austin Saunders, the high caliber craftsman. If you like to support the podcast, you know where to find us. We are at buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are in the show notes. If you can't support, the show financially then we would appreciate a review or sharing the show or telling someone about it so we can grow the audience and we can't do that without you we can only promote so much before people stop listening to us so we need people that people won't stop listening to and that includes all of you out there also last week um brooke and i did a q a episode we asked for feedback so far the feedback has been universally positive so we're going to do those probably a little more often than we typically were doing them with ethan and i so brooke and i We're going to work it out, but we are going to do those more often since you guys seem to like them. Um, Yeah, and then you guys
1: can ask us more things.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And we're open books. I don't... I literally will never look at a question and say, I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) Um, Somebody asked something last week, and I didn't get... I had it in my mental queue of things I wanted to talk about last week, and I didn't get to talk about it. I do want to talk about it super quick this week. Um, Someone asked if... We're going to do, when is the next challenge? When are we doing merch? Okay, so here's the deal. Um, now that Brooke and I are settled in as host and co-host, um, the merch, we'll, we're going to figure out that situation. The merch that we told you is coming, the designs are still done. We, I just, things had to settle down a little bit before I could really sit down and start setting up the shop on the Because We Make website. That's all coming. So one way or another, we're going to have a way for you guys to get merch. It's coming. Um, Number two, when is the next challenge coming? The next challenge was figured out weeks ago, Um, probably leaning toward announcing it on episode 150, which is the Dave Swyduck episode. As everyone Uh, knows who listens to the show, that every divisible by 25 episode is a Dave Swyduck episode. So I think it would be appropriate. And if that doesn't give you a hint about what it's about, then you just don't pay attention to the show (laughs) and you should be ashamed of yourself. But um, episode 150, the Dave Swyduck episode, um, I think we're going to announce the next challenge and it's going to be a good one. I promise you it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy the hell out of it. And you're going to like the creativity of it and everyone's going to want to participate in it. So um, that's coming. We already, the challenge was already worked out. It's just, I know, I, know, I feel I feel bad because I don't know that I told Brooke what we worked out for the next challenge. Yeah,
1: I, I have no idea. This is all news to me. It sounds fun though.
0: It's what, all let's, worked out.
1: Let's do it guys.
0: Yes, it's all worked out. It's all worked out. Um, we just want to launch it on a good day. And I figure that'll put us probably into the summer, which is really the
3: best time for this challenge.
0: That's all I'm going to say about that.
3: That's good. Those are questions um, that I had too. So that, that's awesome.
0: There you go. So there you go. Yeah. That, those questions, I had them to answer last week and I just literally just slipped my mind. So I was so enjoying the the, the, rep, the witty repartee between Brooke and I that I forgot to actually ask mm-hmm. all the questions. So such, such is, is life.
1: I had some good. I had some good questions left on the cutting room floor too, so
0: yeah we we i mean we both there were a lot of questions we will, we'll get we'll get them next time <laughs> we will and you know what if we didn't answer your question it wasn't because it wasn't a good question it's because we didn't want to do a three-hour episode <laughs> so, or because it wasn't um, a good question i think i mean there were, sure. there were some bad questions but <laughs> i mean you know there's just we, we don't like to say bad we just like to say less good less, less, less good. good we have to keep it positive frame exactly. it positively um Jacob, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to have you on. I know I feel like it took too long, but we finally got you here. So thank you for I, joining us this week. It was awesome. No, talking this is to great, you.
3: and like you know, the whole time that I've known you, I'm just like, is Vince going to call me? Is Vince going to call me? Is he going to call me? And then you finally text me, you're like, hot damn! <laughs> I'm, I'm <like>, going to get <laughs> the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, asked me like, to come on next week, and I have to say no. But like, damn it!
3: <laughs> but like, no, it's been it's been really great talking with you. I, you know, love the years of friendship that we've had and been able to talk to over the internet and then finally getting a chance to meet you in person it has been great. Brooke has been awesome talking with you too. And I've been following you for a while as well. You and Mike over at Makers Workshop and like the cool yeah. stuff that you guys do over there is incredible. And You guys are just doing really awesome things. And it's been a real pleasure to be on here and just talk about some of my stuff and then talk about some of your stuff and really just geek out about food and just laugh and have a good time. It's all, (laughs) all that I love to do on the podcast and just in life in general.
1: Yeah, it was awesome talking to you too.
0: Awesome. It has been, yeah, it's been, this has been a lot of fun. And even with that little bit of cutout of internet, I have no qualms about saying that even though this episode went a little bit long, it was a lot, a lot of fun to do. And um, it was great to finally get to have you on and really appreciate you popping by. That will do it for this week. Um I do do we have a I don't remember. Do we have I don't think we have a guest yeah.
1: next week. I have no idea. So it's me
0: again. I, I don't either. Like... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. It's all sorted. <laughs> Done. Um I think I think That's efficiency th- right there right i think i had an idea for i think i had someone for next week i don't remember i have to look i have them all written down we'll chat we'll figure it out whether we have a guest or not we're here right Mm -hmm. so you guys can come back next week and be entertained to the maximum (laughs) because that's what we do here on because we make until then have a great week everybody and we will see you then